two, one. Thank you guys for tuning in to Two Wheels, One Way, Season 1. Like we said last episode, we were coming up here to Bagger, uh, Bagger Racing League this week and up to uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we uh, found our way over here at Harley-Davidson. If uh, so, Shout so, out House of Harley. Hell yeah. So, hell uh, yeah. We got, our, we got two guests on the day, two, uh, two kind of big names, I guess. Big names to me, I feel like. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, I guess. Big name. I'll let you go first. My name Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Jeff. <laughs> now I'm Curtis from Hoffman Designs. And uh, Jeremy from Lucky Strike Designs. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Happy to uh, happy to meet you guys and uh, get you guys on a podcast. Should be pretty cool. Yeah, likewise. I mean, we we both talk way too much, so this should be uh, be interesting. Same here. Yeah. Same. Goose kind of sits back and takes it all in. I just fucking talk the whole time. Yeah, so if you guys have never, have you listened to any of our podcasts? I have not. I've just now met you guys, so I will uh, probably on my seven-hour drive home. Fair enough. I, I have not really been a podcast guy. We've been, since we've been doing a lot more road trips and things like that, we have been getting into listening to them. So we'll definitely be uh, listening to them on the way home. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so... The reason why you're going to hear T-Rex talk a lot more than myself is because we kind of feed off each other. He's more in the performance side of the house, and I'm more of the side of a mixture between performance and a hell yeah, brother. So He's a me, hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> so it's a little different. I like that. Hell yeah, buddy. A hell yeah, buddy. We've also saw a lot of hell yeah sisters here so far. Yeah, so, I, mean, I it's, saw some of those. It's freaking kind of interesting. <laughs> So yeah, so I guess uh, I guess we'll kick it off with uh, uh, Lucky Strike first. Sure, I mean um, Kings first. Yeah, Kings I, first. Gosh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so where'd you start, man? I obviously didn't start here, right? What do you what do you do first? So uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, and um, you know a little bit outside of Pittsburgh, and uh, pretty much just started painting in 2006. Been doing it ever since, and uh, you know pretty much paint for tons and tons of shops, lots of people. Um, just getting into this performance bagger side of the world the past three years, and uh, paint a lot of crap for this freaking dude sitting to my left. Yeah, I see a lot of things come out of his shop that has your name on it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we try to make him look good. 23 zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty soon that's going to be his bill, but don't tell him. 23 zeros? Yeah. <laughs> so how far are you guys from each other? Uh, probably about 14 hours, I think, is what we thought. Uh, yeah, we just did the drive, and it was, I think, 13 or 14 hours. Yeah, it was 7 from me to here and 5 from you. Well, yeah, so is that five. math right? 12, 12, 14, Good thing we work on motorcycles because yeah. we're not mathematicians. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I, I had to take my shoes off just to think about the hours. So hey, I, I only got you. 10 fingers. You know what I'm Sounds saying? Sounds like a bill from you. We're not here because we're smart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're, my, sitting, we're sitting in a blacktop parking lot in 90-degree weather. Yeah, we're, nobody, nobody accused us of being smart. Everybody's walking around like, man, those guys are cool. They have no idea how fucking hot it is. See, I, I told a, a customer the other night that I got into motorcycles for the ladies, and all I got was bearded dudes. I don't have a beard. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, you, you, de- you definitely yeah. got a beard. It's yeah, not as, it's as a impressive. five o'clock shadow beard. Yeah, it's white too. Yeah. See, see, I'm I'm a like five percent ginger, so I can't grow a beard. Five percent ginger. Yeah, yeah, and it's all on my chin, man. It, it's terrible. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I sunburn easy too, so. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. At least, hey, I'm I'm happy you have a shirt on today. This is true. This is true. I got to work on my tan. How do you feel about that twisted tea? It's delicious. Have you guys had one of these weird fruity twisted teas? I actually tried to shout yeah. out twisted tea on our like, I think second or third episode. They they reposted it. They didn't say nothing back. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I've never had one of these, but I can see where this will get Curtis in trouble. For refreshing. You've never had one of those? No. No, see, I'm more of a vodka person because I'm an adult. 
And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't drink iced tea raspberry style. Shout out to I Mr. am sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> you drink it with your pinky up? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the headphones off and he spills fell. the drink. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely got to get them on now. Yeah. Here's my headphones. Oh, wait a minute. You're backwards. Look yeah. at those. Yeah, there's, a, there's letters in there. Yeah, R and L. All right, we're good now. All right, we're back. We're back. Lucky Strike is back. <laughs> so... Do you drink white claws at all? No, that stuff's gross. <laughs> like, it's it's weird. I, I can't do white claws. It, it just makes me feel dirty. Makes you feel a little uh, less of a man. Yes, that no. might be it. I yeah. feel you. Yeah. So uh, so you started. When, what year did you say you started? Two thousand six. And then when did you get in the performance? Three years ago. Yeah. So um, you know, went through the big wheel days and all that fun stuff, and um, you know, built a couple bikes. Got really into to riding the bike a lot. And, um, you know, ended up trading that bike in on a uh, 2019 Road Glide brand new. And uh, it's actually whenever I started kind of getting to know Curtis and, you know, the, the guys at Olin's and uh, pretty much started building that bike. And, you know, again, bought that bike brand new. Has tons of Curtis's parts on it. Olin's, the whole nine. That's and, badass. Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, been put 40,000 miles on it and essentially, what is that, four years, five years? Getting back to math. So whatever 2019 so we're not was. smart, you remember. Bingo. <laughs> so uh, what got you into the performance side of things? What, what made you flip? It, yeah, so, uh, you know, Curtis is one. Um, again, I, I grew up on dirt bikes and, and kind of really riding and understanding suspension and, um, you know, just enjoyed riding motorcycles across the country. And um, being in the paint side of it, it's kind of nice to, to show a flashy bike that, you know, you can ride and beat the shit out of. And uh, whenever we built uh, my bike's called Lucky Number 6 and, uh, you know, Took it to Sturgis, actually rode it to Sturgis uh, twice, uh, Smoky Mountains, rode it to Texas a bunch. So, I mean, we, we pretty much beat the shit out of this, uh, this poor road ride. Best, best of both worlds. Bingo. And that's uh, the one thing I think why I like the performance side of it better. You know, travel with it, do whatever, but she'll handle and she'll go fast and do stupid shit and, um, you know, have a good old time. That's so, the best part. So what got you into painting? So uh, painting was one of those things where it, it's a double-edged sword is what I tell people, where um, I actually started in the sign business, painting signs, and then the vinyl cutter ruined that uh, whole industry overnight, and uh, pinstriping was like the next uh, logical you know, kind of basis. So started pinstriping and then started painting, and then all of a sudden we're doing all of it and doing helmets, motorcycles, hot rods, custom cars, all that stuff, so... I'm more of the artist and like the, the, the shiny and the, the flashy than the, you know, bang on metal and do oil changes. So Right, right. <laughs> I completely get it. Yeah, your shit's awesome, man. Love thank it. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we, you know, we definitely try our best. Well, and that's the, the crazy part is everything is freehand. I mean, when I came over and saw you're just sitting at the chair just freehanding a pinstripe, and that's an art for all the people out there that don't know much about pinstriping. I mean, that is truly an art. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it definitely takes a lot of years, and, and like I said, we're getting ready to celebrate, uh, you know, what is that, 15 years uh, in business, so I mean, it's uh, it's been been awesome. Fuck yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't want to compliment you, but I did come over to you and I said, how the <laughs> hell do you do what you do with all these degenerates around? Yeah, I mean, all my friends are kind of a-holes, so I mean, you just block them out and they become white noise. Just I, keep I, on pushing. Yeah, I mean, what you did today on that helmet, I was like, man, that is cool, and I, I mean, I can't even draw a stick figure. But uh, I mean, to see that, it, I mean, obviously, you you paint our bikes, you do all that, you it, you surprise me every time. 
but to watch you do it in person and to do it freehand and all that, like my helmet from you, I'm like, how the hell did you do this? And I didn't get to see the process, but it's like, this is incredible. And now, like, I mean, this is the first time we've set up next to each other, I think. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, to see you do that. And like I said, there was probably 15 dudes in the booth being degenerates and you're just sitting there striping away and like doing this like intricate you know it's not just lines it's like real life cartoon however you want to explain it but it was just cool to see yeah it's a, it was actually a scrooge mcduck with an ar-15 with a grenade launcher are you shit holding a fistful of cash and his shirt says make it hail you literally can't make that up. Yeah, yeah. That, again, <laughs> my, some of my customers come up with the greatest ideas ever. That's still badass. So, what about you, man? How to how to Hoffman come about? So, the in a nutshell version, or uh, is oh, we got time? <laughs> it's flowing, dude. It's no, flowing. So, I, it's I mean, a long version of Hoffman uh, designs. We just need some more twisted tea, and we're good. Yeah. Speaking of that, where is Grady? Grady. 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 <laughs> Grady. Yeah, that's what we made. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, I've been. I've. Uh, this is all I've ever done. You know, motorcycles have been my entire life. So, when I was younger, I had a handful of different jobs in, you know, Harley dealers, some aftermarket shops. Worked for a really notable big shop on the West Coast. Um, and, and that really kind of grinded my teeth and, and kind of got me really into it. Um, worked at some shops. I'm like, okay, I, I like how you're doing this. I don't like how you're doing that. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, I did a short, I did about three and a half years. I lived in Southern California. And then. Uh, Sorry, we had a beer run. Twisted tea run. So in, I think it was 09, I moved back. I literally loaded everything up. So I did a lot of mini, mini trucking when I was younger. I had a, a body drop Toyota Tacoma, and I loaded that up with everything I owned um, in August of 09 and drove it to Sturgis. I had a bike in the back. I had a rolling chassis in the back of a bike uh, in the bed and made my way to Sturgis 09 um, and then continued my way home back to Minnesota and uh just kind of started doing my own thing out of the garage and then moved into a 1200 square foot shop that me and a couple buddies rented uh, they were doing custom cars and things like that and I was going more towards motorcycles and uh, it just kind of slowly grew to uh, you know I rented my own shop that was right next door uh, same size you know 1200 square feet um, I moved into I think like a 4500 square foot shop back in like 2012 um, and then in, I think it was 2016, 2015 or 16, moved into, I bought a uh, couple buildings about 20 minutes from where we were. And then, uh, you know, we grew and grew. We did a lot out of there. And then uh, we've now moved into our home uh, that we bought a year ago and uh, been in there for a year. And uh, just, you know, we're expanding. We're doing kind of more of whatever dumb ideas i can come up with and uh you know this is just what i live for you know it's you know we're a small company everybody kind of i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people get that you know notion that oh they're a big company you see their parts everywhere you know our bikes are kind of out there a lot now um but it's just a couple of us in the shop i mean i've got you know my guy serge that's kind of my right hand man and then i've got ashley you know doing 
uh, your orders, your emails, your phone calls, all that. So, you know, anybody that's ordering email, you know, parts or whatever, you know, they're, they're working with her. And beyond that, it's, it's the three of us. You know, we've got a little bit of help here and there, but, you know, that's it. So, we're, you know, we are a small company um, doing what we love to do. You know, and, and my big thing is just I, I like building something different every time you know once it gets once it gets repetitive i'm i'm like i'm out i'm out let's do something different and let's change it up that's probably what's made you so successful too yeah i I mean we're you know that's the thing i mean you know you get a lot of dudes that want to you know you know when it was big you know when it was the big wheel trend time you know everybody was hating on choppers and, and pro streets and stuff like that and now that it's performance baggers you get a lot of people hating on big wheels and stuff like that and it's like you know, if if you've been around, you have to pay respects to the trends before you because there's going to be a trend after you also. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. And, and I'll be the first to admit the demise of Big Wheels was my motivation back into the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, is what got me into performance baggers. And, uh, you know... That is, if I didn't do what we did in the big wheel industry, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. And that is, you know, kind of that behind the scenes of what we do as a company. And I'm going to say 90% of the companies out there today that are doing performance stuff that have been around and they're not a new shop. And and I'm not discrediting a new shops one bit when I say that. But the guys that have been in the industry longer than a new trend... They had something to do in big wheels. If they've been along longer, they were into pro streets and choppers and things like that. So you you cannot. I mean, our, our, I'll say it. Our big wheels dead. Yeah, big wheels are dead. Okay, that's that's true. But see, see but I, I mean, like I feel like they may not be dead dead because there's still like seven thousand of them at the, well, the museum last night. <laughs> I but, heard about that. Yeah, but, you know, but I think like it's emerging where yes. like even your your big wheel bike still had a lot of performance and clean lines. Yeah. And, and look, so I mean, yeah. Towards the end of you know twenty, you know what I did? A, I did in twenty seventeen. I did a big wheel performance bagger. So right when we did when we first dropped our carbon, um, I did. I had a road glide that I did, and it was we did a one twenty four SNS crate motor. Uh, we did swing arm, big brakes, um, all of our carbon knee pocket gas tank. Um, and then we had, you know, everything on it. You know, I think I put a chain drive on it. We had bars and risers. I had a turbo on it. It's second time around. Um, you know, and I had a 26-inch wheel on it. And, you know, obviously I had a matching back wheel. Um, make, make back wheels great again. Yeah. And, uh, yes. you know, it was, it was one of those things that people didn't grasp. And, um it pushed me, you know, and, there, and there's, and that's one of those things. I will say, there's been a lot of things I fucking failed at. You know, I've tried. I mean, I've had, you know, when when it was really early on with performance baggers jumping out of big wheels, um, there was a handful of bikes I did. I'm like, man, I fucking love this thing. This thing is rad, and uh, everybody, like, there's just nobody into it. I mean, I went to Sturgis in like 2017. And, uh, I mean, I had a full carboned out road can. I mean, but I wanted to blend what I was doing with where I was going. And I knew the vision I had, um, and I wanted to blend it to try and get our previous people into where I was going. And that, as unfortunate as it is, that blend didn't work. 
I, I mean, it did. I'll be completely honest. It didn't. It didn't follow through. Now, I think I genuinely believe those were some of my best bikes because I blended what I had been doing with where I wanted to go. And, and to me, uh, that was cool. And I'll, still, those bikes are far and few between of people into them. You know, when we when we said, okay, we're going to go this way and this way and this way, that's when it started to take off a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think, I think that's, a, I've actually seen one of those. Uh, somebody who tried to take a big wheel and, and make it like a big wheel performance. And dude, I, I, I kind of digged it. I mean, it was like what you said. You try to take your audience from the previous, your previous audience and bring them into what they are now. And I think it's kind of badass, really. Well, and, and I think at the end of the day, all of us are, are very you know driven to make whatever our customers want you know at the end of the day you know i don't care if you want your bike blue pink purple whatever you know it's not my personal bike so you know if somebody comes to me and says hey i want my big wheel painted i'll still paint it just as much as a performance bagger but uh me personally i'm i'm 100 of this performance side of it and I'm a, I'm a ride till the wheels fall off, as they say. I think what you said earlier, mate, kind of like touches on everything I've said about you can have a badass bike and, it, and and still take it out and rip the fuck out of it and you know have fun on it, but yet it still it still catches people's eye. You know, it still gives you that man, I got a good looking bike type yeah, feel. And and I agree, and I think a lot of it too is you know the performance side is making a lot of shops hopefully better because the bikes do get beat on way more than a, a, a typical big wheel was ever intended for and uh you know we're seeing that with a lot of suspension and brakes and and stuff like that where you know a harley road glide was never to you know take a turn at 125 miles an hour without coming apart and uh you know companies are starting to, to get better better and you know bigger better parts and uh you know with with curtis you know you lose you know how much weight would just changing everything to carbon and uh do you, you know. have the rundown on that if you take every every part you offer and, and switch it to carbon yeah i mean you're you, i am terrible with numbers i am and i and i hate Math to be is this terrible. Yeah, Math is terrible and the other thing about it is the more we kind of progress parts are changing you know we're coming out with new product we're coming out with you know new saddlebags as, as i'm literally staring looking at them i we have our new saddlebag sitting here and Honestly, I'm that first dude that says I haven't even put them on a fucking scale yet. I mean, I know they're I know they're light, I, I know they're badass, and I I know how we built them, but I haven't even put them on a scale yet. But see, I also think like ninety eight percent of riders don't give two shits or can't ride to the the justification of losing eighty you know pounds on a bike. Absolutely. You know, so. so not to jump in, but so I literally had this conversation with somebody first thing this morning here, and. Uh, a quick background is we built the I'm, I'm a cosmetics dude i want to build something that looks badass i want people to stop in their tracks like what the hell is that thing why is that what it is um and when we started doing the carbon i looked at it as you know highline cars exotic cars um nascars um formula one all the all these guys use you know, carbon fiber for everything, right? And you look at a race car, and it's a pretty crude machine. Um, but your your Harley's not a crude machine. Your Harley, every your, your, every Harley owner takes pride in what he has. I don't care if he if he doesn't wash his Harley in a year, he still takes pride in that that motorcycle. Um, so our whole deal when we started, when I went out, I'm like, I want that look. I want to I want to know it's real carbon. I want to know 
what it is. I want to know how, it made, how it's made. I want to do this. And we're going at it for cosmetics. Um, so our early parts were significantly heavier than they are today. Um, you still get the same cosmetic look, you know, versus our stuff that was built on day one versus built today. You still have the same outside cosmetic look, but now, you know, as uh, this has taken off more and we've had more time and we've had literally years and years into this, um, we have significantly shaved down the weight. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm that first dude that says I, I build for what looks cool. You know, to me, and I hope the public likes it. And if they don't, oh, I guess I'm on to my next dumb idea. And uh, I think you got to be that way. You're not going to have fun in your business. That, you know what? And that's exactly it. And that's where, with what, again, with what we do, I mean, our parts are, you know, not to sound like that dude, but they're the the industry standard. The, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take that fucking, you know, horse. And, I mean, we only use Hoffman parts on, on all of our projects and... You know, Curtis has the, in my opinion, some of the best carbon parts out there. And, um, you know, you can get different colors, different weaves, different all that stuff. And even some of his competitors, I mean, I've painted tons of them. And, uh, you know, to be honest, they're they're piles of shit in some cases. And, you know, they're just a single black carbon. And, you know, with Curtis, I've painted shit probably six baggers that all had different weaves and different colors. And, um, you know, I can only get that stuff from, from Hoffman. So they uh, bolt right on. They're the easiest to prep. They look great. And, you know, we, we send them down the road. That's awesome. See, the, the biggest thing for me, the reason why I love Harley so much is because situations like that where you're just trying to come up with an idea with Harley Davidson, I mean, that's what it's meant for is everyone to have their own canvas in a sense and make it what you want. But in the process of you doing that, Sometimes you can create a small business and turn big. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that Harley-Davidson has done is open that door for a lot of small businesses, making trends, things of that nature. So you stay in just Harley? So, you know, the biggest thing, and it, I couldn't agree more with what you just said, because Harley, and, and I have this conversation, I bet you're asked daily, I have this conversation of, Harley versus Indian, right? And, and, and that is the daily battle anymore. And uh, Harley and, and what we what we see, right? We're, we're a small company. This is what we see. Wait, you won't make carbon for my 97 VTX 1300? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, um, but the thing with Harley, Harleys have been ingrained. And now I'm not talking about today's motor company's current look and standpoint, all that, because that's a whole different topic. But what Harley Davidson was built on and became a brand is customization. That's what Harleys did. And people still to this day, I don't care if you put eight hangers on your bike and a front wheel only and stretch bags or whatever. You're still out there. You're buying a new Harley to customize it. Um, the thing that we have found out with Indians, I believe Indian makes a fantastic motorcycle. I do. I, I really do believe they build a, a, an amazing motorcycle. But from a motorcycle shop standpoint, an aftermarket company uh, building product, for some reason, Indian owners, not all of them, but the vast, vast, vast majority of them, believe that uh, an Indian is this heritage motorcycle, and it has to remain factory, and you can't customize it, um, or anything like that, and that makes it really tough to lean towards wanting to build product. Now, we built product, I want to say, what, three, four, four years ago almost, 
Um, no, four years ago right now. So in 2019, Indian released the new Chieftain, the redesigned Chieftain. Um, and I bought one. I had a customer buy one. We built two brand new Chieftains at one time. And we built, I don't know, three or four carbon parts for it. And I loved the bikes. I loved how they rode. I loved how they handled. I loved ex- I loved everything about how they how they worked and everything like that. I thought they were fantastic motorcycles. Um, those three or four parts that we built for Indians, I can genuinely say, I am still negative financially on uh, selling that product to even pay for tooling, R and D, or any of that. So, for again, I, I do believe they're a phenomenal motorcycle, but for some reason there's a disconnect in Indian and customization. There's a couple guys doing it, but that's it. I, I mean, say shout out Forever Red. Yeah, I, I mean, you do. You got, you know, like, you know, Brandon Pryor right here, he's, he's got his, you know, Kyle's got his. I, but there's just, you know, when you're looking at doing something for a production standpoint, it's unfortunately not there doesn't make sense yet no it's and it's unfortunate like i said I'll, I'll say it again it's unfortunate because i've ridden them i've owned them i've owned a challenger i've owned a chieftain i've owned a uh, scout and they're amazing motorcycles but if i build it it's a hard sell when i'm done and un- unfortunately i can't keep everything i build so that's part of what we do and then the, the general public just has this notion that you don't customize an Indian. Don't know. I I don't understand. I mean, I, I think I've painted one Challenger in the past two years. So, I mean, it's, it's the same in the paint business. Indian, Indian people buy a bike and just fall in love with it, or it's a special edition Jack Daniels version, or, or cool. whatever. And I think, on your, like what you're saying on tradition, traditionally though, I mean, if you look back at Harley-Davidson, they'd sell bikes cheap enough to where anyone can buy it, put their own parts on it, manufacture their own, while Indian, they didn't have that option. I mean, even in the 1940s and on, that was Harley-Davidson's stamp was, hey, let's go ahead and make something that we can customize. Indian, and I'm as tradition, you still have the people that are on Indian side that's like, I don't want to customize it, it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, I mean, let's be honest, we're out here trying to make Harley Davidson's handle and ride like a sport bike, and it, really, <laughs> yeah. Again, nobody, yeah, I mean, nobody on, said we were smart. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's exactly it. I mean, you look at it, and it's like I, Harley's just fucking cool. I, I mean, it's you know we we all have our battles with with the motor company themselves and whatnot, but. At the end of the day, we're going to figure out how to get our hands on a new Harley, and we're going to cut that motherfucker up. Absolutely. I, I've been telling everybody I think this is going to be the winner of the, the Lowrider ST. Dude, it was the it was like the, the comeback. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to have seven of them that everybody wants for Daytona this year, and it's going to be, be fucking crazy. Hashtag baby backer. Hashtag baby backer. I want that, that El Diablo. I do. Stop it. Stop it right now. I want it. Okay. I want it. Okay, time I, out. I'm going to buy it and bring it over here to you. Here's they my, already sold it. Yeah, here's my oh, problem. your name is on it. 30, 31,000. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. It, okay. I remember my first custom paint job, too. But what the hell, Harley? <laughs> like, I understand you're going after the 83 FXR, but what? Like, I just want to eat this microphone right now. So, And whoever designed that stupid and logo on the tank. Yeah, it, what's it up with that? Me. Dude, it, it, they're weird. They're weird. I feel like sometimes they, they dabble in that, like this, the performance end of things, and then it's like everybody in the performance game is like, 
what the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a story as old as time of a Harley. I mean, in, in a nutshell, the easiest way to say it is Harley needs to create the platform for us aftermarket guys to customize to give them their next model. I mean, that's that's literally that's the, that is the, the absolute truth. If Harley didn't come out with the Street Glide, we wouldn't do what we're doing now. And then they wouldn't, you know, fast forward almost 20 years later. It's, uh, you know, now they're coming out with the uh, Streetlight ST and the Roguelight yeah, ST. ST. Um, and then, you know, they see uh, Harley. I mean, we could talk for hours about what they're doing and how they're doing it and things like that. But, I mean, they, they're, I genuinely believe that they're throwing anything that they can at the wall to see what sticks. And I agree, and I, I think it, it kind of shows that it's it's sadly becoming a motorcycle company, not being run by motorcycle people. Yeah, which it, is which is sad. That it's, that that just saying that out loud kind of it almost makes you cringe a little. It doesn't, and like me and Curtis talked about this, you know, this morning at breakfast is like the, that the El Diablo ST. It's great. I get it. I understand. You're going after the 1983 FXR. Why would you not? release it next year when it is the the newest year as soon as it released yesterday i go dude they missed it by a year exactly like what that like that and, that and we're all stupid people over here on this side of the, the motorcycle business well so, that's that's why we're not sitting at that big round table yeah maybe, maybe we, yeah that we should just like you know how like the the incursion in jane like june 6 or january 6 or whatever <laughs> fuck we should just, just do that over at harley i was well, just talking to millhouse when i came up and he said that uh he pulled somebody aside over there and asked him how much they wanted for it. Did he tell you that story? Thirty-one thousand. They had to mark House of Harley had to mark it up a thousand dollars to make money on it. And and that's the crazy part is you know again I get it it's a limited edition icon or whatever the hell they're calling it, but it's like bro you guys just missed it by a year. Like like produce five hundred of them and mark it up five grand at that point. Like it would make sense, but whatever. I, I, you know I, I digress. I, I don't. Uh, how do I say? I'm not. I don't want to sound like a dick, but I, I, the Icon series doesn't piss me off one bit. Like the revival or whatever, right? The blue and white thing from what last year, or the year before. Yeah, that. that, that, that you weird know what? It's it's not my thing. thing. It's it's not my thing at all. But I genuinely believe they did do a good job at recreating that old bike. I I do believe it. Um, and 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 I do believe, short of the tank logo. I believe they did a great job recreating the 83 FXRT, short of they released it a year too early. Uh, but, but I think it's a good representation of recycling a 40-year-old idea. I agree. I agree. But goddamn that logo. <laughs> Whoa, what it, the hell? We got to go ahead. Well, I was going to say is I think they just see a trend happening, and they're like, hey, we need to jump on this trend. Well, as they do this, well, someone has already bought a $15,000 Roguelide used, and they've already customized it more than the El Diablo. And so at that point, okay, who's going to buy it? The people that don't want to go out and buy all the different aftermarket parts. They just want a bare, like, hey, what I get, what I buy is what I get. I think they tried to do that with, what was it? The st they did a standard that didn't even come with a radio, right? Yeah, and so, so the Electrolyte standard, I actually love that bike. I built one. I don't know if you guys have seen, but about, was it three years ago now? Three or four years ago? Yeah, three years. I built the cover bike for Drag Specialties Fat yep, Look. Yep, I saw And it. I started with an Electrolyte standard. And when I was having meetings with them um, about what we were going to do and things like that, they're like, what are you going to do? I said, I'll, I'll figure it out. And uh, I'm like, they're like, you know, it was a different deal and all that. And I and I, I said, uh, 
I want to do an electric light standard. They're like, well, okay. I'm like, here's my thought with that is the electric light standard, I believe, in today's market is, is the best bang for your buck because you're going to change your seat. You're going to change your passenger bags. You're going to change this. You're going to change that. You're going to ultimately 99% of the dudes are going to change their radio too. So, okay, you don't have the head unit. Okay. So... Or I, just rock a Lexan or Cardo or well, whatever, and, you know. Shout exactly out to them it. guys. I mean, I, I, you know what? And did they discontinue the standard? I guess I don't, I don't, don't think they brought it back since that one year. Yeah. No, they had they did have it for a couple years, um, but I genuinely believe that was a good bike for eighteen nine ninety nine or whatever it was. Um, I thought I thought it was a great bike, and you know the the, the thing about it was I'm like. You guys would hit a damn home run if you did a road glide standard. Um, but, yeah, we built that bike for drag, and, uh, you know, it actually sits in my showroom, and I love it. I, I just I think it's a great bike. I think it's a great starting point. For a building, uh, a builder point of view, that's probably the best bike. I think one of the biggest things they definitely missed the mark on was a live wire. I feel like they put too much time and effort into that bike. And don't get me wrong, it's a pretty neat bike. Um, sounds pretty wicked as well. But at the end of the day, who's going to buy a $40,000 all-electric bike? You ever rode a Zero? I have not. I honestly, I think that was it this morning at breakfast. I said I haven't I haven't even ridden a, ridden a live wire. Um, do I have interest in riding? Yeah, it was this morning at breakfast because you showed me the one you painted, and it was fucking gnarly. Um, yeah, no. so, so I have a customer that decided to paint his live wire like Evil Knievel. Oh, fuck yeah. So it is it is hardcore America, and uh, I told him, I said, we need to do burnouts on this thing and just act a fool. So there's Mark from HHI's new bike. Dude, I, I he's got the Arlen Nest Riser. Are those Nest Risers methods? I don't know what those are. So the cool thing about HHI, so we do a lot of work with them. We, we do some proto like they, they do prototyping. They send it to us. We use them, test them out, check it all out for them. Um, we have a phenomenal relationship with them. Um and they just released some really gnarly parts here this weekend. And uh, I don't know. They're just, I've been waiting to see that bike, and now he's here. I think I like it. Matt, that looks like literally something right up your fucking alley. Absolutely. That's got some, like, Z-bars into a triple tree, I, I, into some no, risers. So I don't know. I think that's one of the bars I showed you Is because it? it's that, still you get that T-bar how do I put it? Like setup in a sense, but the hell yeah brother style because at the hooks at the hell end. yeah buddy. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 quickly losing to be friendship here. Like you want <laughs> you want points on your handlebars? Stop they it! Don't, they Stop don't look it. bad, man. They don't uh, look bad. <laughs> here's oh, here's man. the thing. Hell yeah, buddy. Here's so I said I'm on, fucking making t-shirts for us to say hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> so I, sat I need on one. His, <laughs> I sat on his bike and I was like, no, I'm gonna ride this. The one thing that I could not get past is the position of where my wrists were. That is the only thing that just feels awkward to me, having it forward rather than pulled back, if that makes sense. See, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. Being a painter, my wrists are just blown the fuck out. And That's not for being a painter, fact, buddy. Well, I mean, I do have to wear glasses sometimes. But, um, like, having my wrist turned out hurts like a motherfucker. And I hate every single bar ever. Like, even my big wheel, like, I had a set of uh, Clockworks clip hangers on. And can can we talk about out. your big wheel? I want to know what you had Let's for a big wheel bagger. Oh, fuck, dude. Okay, but so. Do you need another drink? I think Grady's due for getting us a drink. <laughs> yeah, where, where's Grady at? Grady. Whistle at him. He likes to be whistle. He likes to be cat called. He said again. <laughs> don't don't, don't, judge, us. Getting don't drunk. judge us, Grady. We're going to make this your longest podcast. 
I don't know. I don't know. We've we've got we've gotten some windy ones. Here. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna get bad here. Thank you. I will yeah, say the re- yeah. I'll take it off your bill with Curtis. <laughs> the, the time I found out that Hoffman don't give him his bill. Give it to me. <laughs> when I found out Hoffman wasn't like this big ass. Uh, oh, I wish we were videoing this podcast. <laughs> Grady has the whitest ass I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Shout out to Grady's ass. No, I had one of those already. Hey, that kind of party on me. We're not the type of people, bro. No. I'm almost Go at the whole trifecta bucks. of weird twisted tea flavors. So you're close. You gotta have the yeah. raspberry. The raspberry is the bomb. Raspberry was my first one. Half. Half. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Lucky Strike Kaufman. There's yeah. twisted tea cans everywhere. I have not had a peach twisted tea yet, so I feel kind of bougie. Uh oh. Just so you know, that's the jammy jam. <laughs> let's see. Let's give it a review. One one drink. Everybody knows rules. Pinky out. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. You want to trade? Gross. I'll trade you. <laughs> no, I'll drink it. So I, no, I already, already put shit. my face What's on it. What's the analysis on it? Tell us a little bit about the, it. The flavor profile does not say peach to me. It says more like um, despair, I feel. Despair. Like uh, I've, I'm about to make poor decisions at a adult, you know, Applebee's. establishment. Applebee's. And, um, you know, I'm going to walk home with a name, you know, lady named Cinnamon. That spells it with an S, you know, so. Cinnamon. Yeah, Cinnamon. Cinnamon. And her real name's Amber, you know, so whatever. Yeah, she's a great lady. Let's hope she doesn't have a lisp. Probably a terrible credit score. Do you know the one company I would love to build a bike for? Twisted Teeth? 100%. <laughs> Dude, shout, we're shouting you out right now. Just, dude, dude. Hoffman, use that marketing money. Twisted Lucky Strike Designs collab. I'll like, get drunk I, and just I, paint some weird I really, I really want them to sponsor the shop party. Hey, hey, you can put a Twisted Tea can with a, a bazooka and what else was it? Yeah, now, yeah. now, A. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a potato gun that you just shoot your friends with right you in think, the chest I, I think of we're Twisted finding, Tea I, th- I think we're finding what needs to be pinstriped on my FXR. Perfect, perfect. I don't know a if that's acceptable to my daughter. <laughs> a, a crunched up Twisted Tea can that leaks. Now, at that point, that's going to be on my helmet. I don't think I can put that on my daughter's bike. <laughs> This, this is true. I would feel bad for her. I like your daughters. I, you know what? I like this because I didn't know what I wanted on my next helmet. Now we just found it. A crunched up twisted tea can that's leaking. Yeah. See, sometimes these podcasts just lead us in a direction, and then next thing you know, you come up with a bunch of ideas. Yeah, it cost me more fucking money. So we, had, we had Adam and Lowe on our first podcast that we actually no way. Really? Yeah. What? What destroyer? Yeah. The destroyer. Yeah. Fuck he did he, he wrecked that? it the weekend before. Nice. So, oh, nice. so they come on the podcast, and of course, we're talking about his bike. Talking about you guys, and that's when I found out you were just like a three, four man team. I didn't know. I thought Hoffman was pretty, was way bigger. I'm just a normal dude with. But but, but see, Curtis also people. works like he's seven people. So that's I know. was told that also. But yeah, Adam, uh, Adam kind of like put me onto you guys. Really, I, de- to, I definitely earned this white hair for sure. For I skipped sure. the gray. Well, see, and, and like uh, we we both love Adam and, and Lauren. I mean, those guys are are. Awesome. I mean, I they're, do like, they're some of my I, I best I like customers. Lauren a lot more, though. Yeah, Lauren's way, way better than Adam. Yeah, Adam um, was just Adam. It was yeah. funny. They came they came to get on a podcast, and they brought Mason Mary. I don't know if you guys know Mason. <laughs> yeah, so again, shout out to Mason. Yeah, he's a good dude, Mason. too. Yeah. So he gets on, and we only had four headsets, right? And so Lo is sitting there, and she's like, well, just I'm just going to take Adam's mic if I want to talk. So we're, we're, we're sitting there at this big, this long table. We took a bowling alley and made it into a table. We're sitting there, and dude, like every four seconds, she's grabbing his mic. Oh, yeah, and then we did that. And it was like, 
Dude, it was one of our best podcasts just because of her. Yeah, yeah Lauren, Lauren's awesome, and, and I love harassing all them people. I mean, you know, we're getting ready to actually uh, paint her uh, Lowrider ST this winter. Oh. And um, her exact words to me, and, and she denies this constantly with Adam, that uh, she goes, I just want it to be nicer than a destroyer. Oh. And I was like, ooh, that, that's Is a, she going to pay homage wait to a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a hard task. Ooh. I, I mean, mean, the destroyer ooh. was decent. No, I'm just kidding. I fucking <laughs> love that bike. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the destroyer <laughs> Dude, I lo- yeah, I, lo- I love Adam. I love that bike. He is one of, I mean, he was running our uh, original carbon. Um, the fun, like, I literally remember meeting them for the first time, and it was V Twin Visionaries. What two, two or three years ago, Smoky Mountains. Um, we went down there. You know what? It was 2020. Was the first time I met him and her, and uh, they parked in front of the booth. I didn't really have, I mean, we just had our whatever, and uh, it was raining. It was shitty out. That sounds like the Smokies. And uh, it was just Serge and I. This was before Serge worked for me, too. And uh, they come up. He parks the destroyer. It was version 1.0. It was still black and gold, uh, carbon front fender, carbon lids, and a, and a dash. And uh, so a little bit about us is we stand behind everything we fucking do. And... He wheelies the shit out of that bike, and when he pulled in, he's like, "Hey, let me show you something." And I didn't know, I didn't know him yet. And uh, Lauren was giving me shit, and he's like, "Dude, don't pay attention to shit." And he's like, "Let me show you." He's like, "I fully admit, I fucking bottomed it out when I did a wheelie. It cracked the clear." I said, "I know exactly what it did," and uh, I made a deal with them. I'm like, "I this this bike's fucking rad." And I didn't know him fucking at all. And I'm like, I'm going to take care of it. Give me that fender back, you know. Um, and then, or no, I take the back. He only had lids and a front fender. And I'm like, let's get a dash on this thing and we'll replace the front fender and, and things like that. And kind of since then, it's like, you guys are fucking cool. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's like, whenever the Destroyer 2.0 came to life, he is, I, and I'm going to take credit for this, but I'm the one that did the first chop. You got the mic. Go bags. for it. Yeah, you exactly. It. Exactly. Should we? I think we should FaceTime them right now. <laughs> we probably should. Dude, they I'm... would. <laughs> Low would love it. Yeah. Literally. But uh, Adam, Adam, whenever we decided to, to do the full paint on the 2.0 Destroyer, um, he is the only customer that I've ever had that bought pretty much everything Curtis makes and then told me to cut it up. And I mean, we See, did. That's we did. We did the. And, and again, my opinion: the first shortened rear fender, the first chopped bags, because um, Curtis didn't have anything really available at that point to, to offer as selling. You know, it was you know in the pipeline at the end of the day. But um, yeah, we we took a sawzall and grinders to to all of Curtis's parts and and made the the you know. 2.0 destroyer, this crazy monster of a paint job that I think has been ripped off more times than I can count at this current Dude, moment. Dude, I've seen at least two. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm just glad I influence people. People call me There you influencer. go, you're an influencer. Yeah, I'm an influencer. So I expect all my carbon to be free next time, Curtis. So, thank you. Shut up, Hoffman. <laughs> I like how you just deep breath the mic. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, dude, Lo, Lo and Adam are them them uh them type of people where you you just can't not like them. Like they are just they are so fucking cool and genuine, and that's what I love about them. Yeah, I mean that was I mean so this year at Sturgis, Adam came out helped us out. Um, he, he's just a genuine dude, and 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 she is too. 
Um, but, not a genuine dude, though. Well, <laughs> she is a wonderful lady. That Yes, she's a good woman. Yeah, she she's is a, a good she, woman. She's a wonderful lady. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I can... And this is another thing I can say. I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, I've met some of the coolest fucking people with the performance bagger market. Um, it's it's more. F- it's Does hell fun. yeah, buddy, over here. We're, we're we literally worrying about yeah, you buddy. a little bit. No, it's, no. it's just it's, no. It's, no. You don't no need to worry, man. It's fun, and the, the biggest difference for me the, is. Uh, there's it's it's not really a competition you know but you know everybody wants to help everybody out and that's what's really cool like hey where'd you get those parts uh, i got you know who'd you pay, who painted your helmet oh jeremy painted my helmet not well i'm not telling you who it is because then you're gonna go to them and then you're gonna have something one up on me um so that is one of the funnest parts about this is everybody actually wants to yeah i, I got the windshield from this guy i got my suspension from that guy this is the brakes i'm running this is the you know, see them running and things like that. And Not I, to cut you off, but did you just realize what happened? Did you? Did I, anybody I, else I, just I, see I, this? I would have just put the motherfucker on. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to wear somebody else's helmet? It was a child. See, Once you have childs, you will understand that. Yeah, you don't have childs. Did you know that? I have I child. I got two, childs. I got yeah. two girls. Child. Yeah, me too. Did you say girls? I have girls? two girls. How old are they? Uh, they one is my youngest is sixteen months, and my oldest will be four next month. Dude, I got a uh, fifteen month. No. 13 month old and a 6 year old. At what so. point do they actually get whole numbers? <sighs> uh, we, like we, a 13 yeah. month is, two is years a old. year. I got a 83 month old. I am a 255 <laughs> month old age man. <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day off Grown Ups. You ever watch Grown Ups? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. breastfeeding and he's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, how old is he? 64, what? Yeah. I'm 297 months old. You're seven. You're seven. seven. Get off the tent. <laughs> But yeah, she just tried to put on a two thousand dollar painted helmet Literally. for her daughter. Hey, yeah, here's here's where you and I are different. And you drop it, I would yeah. let her do it. Uh, again, if it was my helmet, sure, but not one of my customers' helmets. Please put. Oh, and you bang it off my table too. Awesome. Can't wait to have to buff that fucker. I would have let her yeah, do it. Do you want to eat the end of this fucking mic? Hey, I would have let her do it and then put her on the FXR. Okay, family man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. God damn it. Okay, we get it. Your bike's pink, too. Exactly. He knows this is public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and here, here's why I am told I'm the a-hole, because I won't let a seven-year-old wear a $2,000 helmet. That was know, not that a seven-year-old. That was about a four-year-old. Whatever. Good, yeah, you rock, really, little Timmy. You really need some kids. Dad vibes. I, okay, so I have a starter family. You need some more kids. Yeah, yeah. You're old I, enough. You are. Again. You are old enough. Mature. Different question, but you are old enough. Mature, definitely not. I mean, I'm I'm riding pit bikes with my my girlfriend's son, so I mean, I I do dumb shit with them too. This kind of thing. Matt doesn't have kids either, so it's kind. No. Of, this is kind of like a weird vibe here. Yeah, just get just get them, and then we'll call them hell yeah little ones. <laughs> no, so I got I got like. 9, 10, 12, 20, nieces and nephews. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you got that kind of family, man, so, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Are, are, they, are you Catholic? No. Oh, okay. Then what's the deal? No, he's Indian. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, the joke. We're coming to 7-Eleven. How may I help you? Would you like Dude, I had a guy the other day. He fu- he hit me with that. What, uh, thank you for calling Comcast. Oh, oh, Dude, it wasn't three weeks later. I fucking got Comcast on the phone, and the guy I was like, Matt, is that you? Matt, is that you? 
I'd like to talk to you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> sir, sir. They I always can't, come I can't up with the most that. American name. Oh, yeah, uh, this is Sean yeah. from AT&T. How can I help you? Yeah. Bitch, Hello, you I'm are Billy. not Sean. You are Higa Diga Booga Giga. All right, Matt. So, hey, if, once you watch the podcast, you understand Matt always uh, asks, like, a really weird, really weird fucking questions. Try to make you think and give a good answer. So, I'm completely uh, down for this. I figured, look, I, I will literally... not take my shorts off. I, I, I thought yes, sitting here, I was like, Lucky Strike will definitely be, he will want to uh, answer these. Can can I ask you guys questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, this this, this is going to go great. I literally just, I want to keep going. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down. We're I not told doing you, you said 30 grabbing. minutes. I was like, dude, we've never done a 30-minute podcast. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm sitting here just looking I'm at a great time. right now and, and all kinds of weird people. So, Dude, yeah. I'm having a phenomenal time. Yeah. All right. I, so, get, to, so, I get to drink my Twisted Teas in a pink koozie, just so you know. It is it Where's very koozie? pink. I, I'm not cool enough to have a koozie. Uh, call Grady. He'll, he'll hook you up. <laughs> you should have gave that four-year-old a koozie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here, put your juice in this. She'll, she'll, she'll understand one day. All right, Matt. What do you got? You got good ones, or what is it? Wait, did you write these down, or are you no. just coming no, off the top th- of your dude, head? No, dude, he is he is constantly looking this shit up. It's some it's some like a like a twisted question. Some of them are like yeah. uh, really no answer. It's kind of like how you view it. All right, so. Do you is guys this for know? both of us or just one of us? or Both of you. Everybody. Oh, okay, okay. Do you guys know that you're younger now than you are now? Time, what? You just Is my brain coming through your, your, your headphones right now? <laughs> you're younger now. Than you are now. Than you are now. Is that one of those like weird perpetual motion kind of things where yes, like every it's time? Yes, not a question. Yeah, well, that was a statement. That can, was not a question. Yeah, can, okay. can you? Can right, we so have so a follow-up? Follow right. Yeah, can go. I answer it as a question like Jeopardy? Sure, absolutely. I'm what confused. Is? I'll take. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, and I'm done. Yeah. So, I'll take. What the hell did you just ask me for? Seven hundred, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is kind of dark. So. Um, oh fuck! I, so, I don't do the dark. <laughs> but I will. Okay. Just go tan. So, how do people with no arms talk to one another that has to do sign language? So, I'll, I'll take this one. They just yell in unaudible noises. <laughs> exactly. I have actually seen this happen where this poor man, and God, God bless this dude's soul. I was in Vegas, of all places, walking across one of the sky bridges for SEMA, no legs, deaf, and blind. Okay, so I watched this dude walk like this with one foot out, and then he would take a step, and then he'd, like, hit something. <laughs> and then I'm, again, I'm a, I'm, I am an alcoholic for some things, especially Las Vegas, and I watched him just yell at dudes didn't, when didn't, he bumped into them. It was like, ah! Didn't was I meet you in Las Vegas? Is yeah. that where we met? Yeah, we met in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, my God. And again, I, I very rarely do I ever, like, make fun of people. But when I saw it, I audibly laughed, and I instantly felt terrible. Is this when you seen that or when you met me? No, when I met you, I was like, God damn it. Fucking Curtis Hoffman. I guess I'll help I you. I like your big wheels. <laughs> Thank you. So... So yeah, that that's how that happens. It's just like weird, crazy, like like you know how if you step like stump your toe going like from the Did you say hold on, hold on. Did you say stump or stump. stump? Stump. 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 It's stub. stub. It's stub. No, like stub. You, you, you stub. stub. I'm from Pennsylvania, stub. y'all. So you you stump your it's toe. It's a stub. Hey, we actually had this one time. I thought uh what word was it? Uh I would 
I would always say I would be belivid. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. See, so like stump and stub, I would be belivid. Okay, so so we'll, we'll, we'll get around this instead of like that whole soda pop thing. When you bash your toe into the kitchen, you stub that motherfucker. You you, you hurt yourself, and then you go. Ah! That's how it sounded. <laughs> so there's. So can you do that again? How's it go? So and I'm then you go. You know, it's it's terrible. Those kind of sounds what gets me. So I was at a funeral. Get you what? And, Hold on. Okay. I was at a funeral. Every story <laughs> starts with So I was at a funeral, So I was right? at a funeral, and I'm sitting there, Thanks, and I man. didn't know that there's this guy that, unfortunately, he was mentally handicapped. He was, very, he was mute. So while everyone is bowing their heads, doing their thing, all I hear is, I was like, what the fuck? I started laughing. It's, and it's hard not to. Yeah. And then you feel bad, and, you know? And then my wife's pinching me. I was like, I can't help it. He's sounding like a bullfrog half the time in a, at a funeral. Like, All right, I, you gotta you gotta ask him the, the question about uh, the body part. Well, well no, part. no, I got I got a question. Okay, for you. yeah, it's your okay, turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Both you of you. And is this is this your wonderful girlfriend? This is my wife. Do you have a question for me? Yeah. Do you have any questions? Don't judge for me because I don't know you very well. You can be this part she, of this. this. She can't. Yeah. She's married to me. Yeah. All right. So, how do you feel about plus size models? Go. Plus size models? I don't think there's anything wrong there's with them. There's nothing wrong with them. I agree. However, me and a customer had this conversation. If you are on the cover of Sports Illustrated, okay, all of us are on that same thing where we jerked off to Sports Illustrated when we were like uh, 12. At some right? point. At yeah. some point. If there is a chick that is massive, I'm not body shaming her whatsoever. However, not what I'm into. But should you have a plus size model on something that dudes jerk off on? It yes. depends on your taste. Yeah, I mean, again, I think there's guys out there. There's, there's the, there is chubby chasers. Let's be honest, a dude will jerk off to anything. Fair enough, fair enough. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not into to the plus size models on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Absolutely. Now, like, when it comes to a certain plus, that's when you kind of yeah. Go. How many how, pluses okay. are we? So, so, so our, our server at Applebee's last night. I swear, could have been the long snapper for the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't go to Applebee's. <laughs> we went to Applebee's, and our server was rather large. That was the Wisconsin of Applebee's. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember what was the name of it. I don't either. I don't was feel she, like was she should... large. Again, have you? Are you? Do you follow football? Oh yeah. Outside lineman. Oh boy. Yeah. She could play either D or O. Doesn't matter. She went both ways. Dude. Yeah. She played both sides of the ball. Okay. So. Needless to say, she comes rolling up to most of us, and we're 15 deep, and she goes, oh, you know, who wants to dance? And I audibly went, no. <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> Not me. I'm good. Did you just say that the server at Applebee's asked you for a dance? Yeah. And then at that, that, that point, I was like, no, but my buddy would. This was before Grady, myself, got there. I, no, no, no. So it was the second Applebee's we went to. Oh. Yeah, see, so you get it. Oh, I'm following you now. Yeah, yeah. So Applebee's so, server. I'm tracking. She wanted to try to give everybody a a, a chicken finger dinner. A chicken finger dinner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, we're explicit. Yeah. We're explicit. Yeah. So, right. so again, <laughs> time out. Chicken finger dinner. I, I know. I don't want fries with that. You know, yeah, I the don't ranch want, dressing. Yeah, give me a salad, hey, lady. Speaking of, this guy will eat ranch dressing, but he will not eat sour cream. Okay, sour cream's gross. But that chimichanga chicken chaka chaka fucka fucka, whatever the fuck you got. It was me delicious without sour cream. Oh, it was amazing with sour cream. It was fucking amazing. No, you put hot sauce on that motherfucker and you did just eat. 
and then you feel just terrible. Go ham. Yeah, you just eat all of it, and you're like, "What did I just do to myself?" So again, Applebee's, you guys, you Applebee's server. Uh, questions? Are, are you guys going back to Applebee's? No, no. Okay. We're, we're going to go to Outback. <laughs> They're nicer there. You're stepping it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could we could get a cheap steak there instead of chicken tenders. Give me give me a give me a biggie bag from Wendy's any day. I think the we need Grady again. Do you need Grady again? Oh, you need Grady again. All right, Matt. Ask him. Ask him the one about the uh, body part. Okay. So if you had the choice, which body part would you Foot. use as a weapon? Foot. You could remove it and put it back. Foot. Yeah. Foot. Well, uh, you know what? Like, let's let's say, like femur down. Femur down. Yeah, femur down. Like left leg. Oh shit! So so that was actually leg? perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like I would just start wielding it like a like a battering ram kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I said my I like left it. arm to swing with my right. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I don't know. What what body part would you use? And you can't say dick because we all know that's a lie. No, no. It's just hard telling, man. You know, I honestly <laughs> would probably moment. do my big toe. Yeah. No, because honestly, if you have a big toe in your hand, knowing that you're gonna throw it. Uh, half the time, they're going to walk away like this dude's crazy enough to Jeremy. throw a big toe. Hey, turn your mic back on. Yeah. Hey, give us a shout-out. Thanks, thanks, Grady. Grady, Grady has shout out. Yeah, one of, one of hey. Curtis's and my best customers. Hang on, hang on, hang on. we got an Instagram. Hang on. Shout your Instagram. Shout your Instagram. Farrah Fawcett underscore. Grady Johnson, 536. Super simple. Yeah. Oh, he can't what hear you, us. You want to keep talking over there? Keep no, going. not really. Hey, is this, is this boss? No, that's dad. That's it is dad. <laughs> he, he has been called <laughs> dad several times because Grady looks like he's twelve, but he's really twenty-five. Yeah, I look like I'm twelve. I still pull more bitches than you. No, no <laughs> argument here. No argument here. <laughs> going back to Applebee's. Yeah. For Happy that. Applebee's. Yeah. Hey, Grady, <laughs> how was that dinner. Happy Meal at Applebee's, bro? <laughs> They're do not they serving do? any beer. Yeah. He he got macaroni off the child's menu. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of love, a lot of love. Now is cinnamon. And, and all kidding aside, Grady is is an awesome fucking good friend and customer now, and painted his bike and it's full of Curtis his bike Hoffman is, shit. His bike is fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. He he might be kind of weird and special at sometimes, but he's a good dude. He's wearing Lululemons. <laughs> oh shit! But hey, has anybody met Jeff Zelinsky from Nam Cycle Products? I haven't. Jeff, bring him over here, man. We'll just mash this. We'll just mash it with something, Matt. Jeff Zelinski. Where's he at? All right, so do you have any is other it, questions it, for us? Yeah, what so else you last, got, Matt? Last question. All right, last question. So, why Why do you guys bake you? cookies? Hey, how's it going, man? You want to you get on a pod, man? What's that? Black Sabbath. Fairies wear boots by Black Sabbath. Oh, that's who's playing. Okay. All right, you got to do it as a question, though, like Jeopardy. Who does... Oh, no. Uh, Black Sabbath does a song with boots. <laughs> Perfect. Well Dude, done. That, was, that was actually great. Yeah, well done. I like it. I like your style. Hey, we got to talk here, so don't don't go too far. Oh, okay. Okay, because... We'll wrap this up. I'm having a problem with my lowrider, and I might need uh, some of your shit. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, Matt, go So, the last question is... Why do you bake cookies, but you cook bacon? Is this one of those questions like, why do you drive on a parkway, but park in a driveway? That's it, sir. Exactly. All right, so here's my, my stance, and, and it's going to be a two-part question or answer. 
What is the difference between a cupcake and a muffin? The icing? But you put icing on a muffin? I've had icing on a muffin. But rarely. Uh, I, I, I feel like if that, you go I don't to know, a, that's a really That's a really good one, actually. Come, come to Pennsylvania. That shit got icing on all that shit, bro. No shit. Hell yeah, <laughs> buddy. Top it all with icing. Yeah. So, so I didn't even know the proper way to actually eat a cupcake until just recently. You just start at the center? No. You uh-huh. tear the bottom uh-huh. off, and you put it on top, and you make it a sandwich. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. A lot easier. Yeah. Carbon carbon vinyl wrap right now. What did he ask you? He, you heard him. It was, he wanted to know if it was vinyl wrap. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So, but, okay, hey, so here. where your big bull bagger would have came in place. Yeah. So here's, here's my question for you two, okay? You got to fuck, kill, marry. Oh, Oprah love- Winfrey. Barbara Walters, your mom. Go. I'm marrying marrying my mom. I'm marrying my mom. For sure. We're moving to Kentucky and I'm getting married. And I'm fucking Oprah. Yeah, I'm fucking Oprah for the money. I agree. Yeah. And I I really don't even, and you're going to, I'm going to show my age. I don't even know who Barbara Walters is. 2020, you know, that kind of show? How old are you? 28. God damn 29. It. But you little children. You? You're fucking 28. 29. I'm, I am 35 years old. Hey, he's like, you're, not that much. you're not that much. <laughs> yeah, look and, at and, Jeff. Look yeah, at Jeff, Jeff over here. Jeff is not <laughs> only what like year? 45. <laughs> what year did you get your AARP card? The, this year. 1967. <laughs> he's kind of got a radio voice. Jeff, Jeff does have a radio voice. It's pretty he does. Great. All right, we're here live at the Holy tent right here at the Harley dealer in Milwaukee. We're pumping up the jams. We got a live band right across from V2 and Visionary. Come on out and say hi to Curtis and see some of these hot, hot carbon fiber parts. God, Holy that was perfect. That People was pay for that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why do you sell electronic components poorly when you could do this? Well, I was, I, I, uh, let me, let me, uh, uh, let me do it in my, my Johnny Carson voice. I did not know that. Um, I was a DJ in my prior life. So, I was, yes. What strip club? Wiki, wiki. Put your hands together now for Delilah. What <laughs> strip club? Cinnamon with an S. Cinnamon All with right. an S. Cinnamon with an S coming up live. You're on the backstage and Brooke. You have a customer in the lounge, a.k.a. Blowjob. VIP. VIP, sorry. Uh, very important people. Penises. Um, All the above. So not only we're here. What is the Harley dealer's name that we're at here right now? We are at House Harley. So we're at the House of Harley, and Lucky Strike is here painting bikes right in the parking lot. Yes. Air brushing like special. a crazy SOB. If you haven't met Earl Schwab, get down here. You can meet Earl Schwab in person. Aluminum foil for masking tape. What's up, bitches? Go ahead and go ahead and uh, give him a mic. Shout out, shout out his business. Yeah. Tell who you are. My name is Jeff Zielinski, and uh, this is my uh, first time at Confession. <laughs> uh, I own Father Nams Ryan Custom Cycle Products, Badlands Motorcycle Products, and Electric Lighting Company. Uh, soon to announce another company that uh, I keep putting off, but we'll announce it soon. We're purchasing somebody. Why can't you do it uh, right yes, now? Yes, we're going to purchase Lucky Strike. He and wants to get the carbon fiber, uh, Bikes too. with aerosol cans oh. in parking lots. Right, right, exactly. Cost reduction. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we do. Um, and um, Curtis is my adopted son. So that's and Grady is mine. Yeah, right. See there, it's a trickle down. Three generations. Right. 
it's a generational uh, get together at House of Harley. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, pretty much. I'm 51 years old and I'm proud of it, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mic drop, mic drop. Yeah, no, I'll drop the mic, motherfucker. I don't want to dent it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, I think we need a podcast just for him. Oh, dude, Je- Jeff is the man right now. So he he's he's the best. Hey, wait till he has a second twisted teeth. Well, see, here's here's the only problem. Here's the only problem with Jeff is he doesn't have a Lucky Strike painted bike. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, I I do set up payment plans for good friends, except Curtis. Yeah, he's, you gotta see yeah. you gotta see my bill. I would love that. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's always our problem. Okay, so anything big coming He's up for lying. anybody? Uh, yeah, do you anything guys have new? any more questions? I thought that was a good, We're not good time. Done. We're you, not you, got any, you got any questions for us, T-Rex? Uh, trying to think. Uh, at right. this current moment, I got black boxers on. I got you. I got you right here. If you were blind, how would you ask for a pencil? If I was blind, how would I ask for a pencil? Yeah. I mean, do you even know what a pencil is? Am I blind? you got to show me how you would ask for a pencil. Like, if you were blind right now and you wanted a pencil from me, how would you ask for one? Uh, well, well, okay, yeah, so I would just say, can I have a pencil? Damn, he passed. He passed. Yeah, because I'm, you get I'm people, blind. You like this. Right? You know, like, uh, okay, that hey, makes bro, sense. you're blind, not deaf. All right, so I got, I got one for you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of dad jokes, right? Uh, yes, let's so, so I got yeah, a whole bunch from my, my grandfather and all that fucking shit, okay? So what is the problem with having sex with a robot? I don't all, know. All they want to do is nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, all it's they want to do is nut and bolt. How fucked up is Damn, that, right? that's good. Yeah, you're welcome. That's good. Share that with your children. All right. All right, Hoffman, what do you got? You got a joke for us? You got a dad joke? Oh, he's got dad jokes. He's got two kids. My kids aren't old enough to understand dad jokes yet. It sucks. Like, I mean, dad, dad over here has probably got one he's going to tell me I've never heard. I do. Actually, um, my favorite dad joke is... Uh, what is Irish and sits around all day? Jeremy Cener. Patty O Furniture. <laughs> I like Jeremy Cener better. <laughs> Except again, I'm only point five Irish. All right, Matt, give us another one. You 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 normally have some fucking good ones. So, of course, every single episode we have technical difficulties, and I left my phone on my bike. Usually, I just pull it up there and start the asking fuck? questions. I know, man. I failed you. So here's here's one. So, here's one. If blackbirds have blackbirds, blue jays have bluebirds, what kind of birds do swallows have? This is a good one. Uh, Birds? Nothing. They swallow. Uh, I get it. It's kind of like that joke we heard last night. That is a good one. Which one was that? I can't. No. Oh, that guy. Hey, you uh, can, though. So the you server can. at... <laughs> the server no, no. again, Cinnamon? God damn it. He wasn't a, he wasn't a server. He was a, he was a customer. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, it's one of those ones where I'm, I'm, I'm not at liberty to discuss. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, from what I heard about the restaurant you guys were at last night, her name was Shaquanza Crotch Tangle. Crotch <laughs> Tangle. <laughs> That's what I heard. Am I mistaken? Yeah. No, no, no. You're you're Applebee's is an equal opportunity employer. Larry, would you like to say something from Lone Star Choppers? No. No. Okay. Larry said no. Do you guys know Larry from Lone Star Choppers? I have never met Larry. I've heard of Lone Star Choppers. Larry. 
Howdy. Howdy, everybody. That was Larry. He's a man of few words, but he looks like just a beautiful, beautiful man. He looks like he owns a chopper. Yeah. What? What? Why are you going? Okay, Larry. We miss you. Gotcha. We miss you. Yeah, I feel we're doing, like we're doing I feel a podcast. Like we're you, you a podcast. Yeah. Grady told a joke. Yeah, fuck yeah. See? Yeah, who doesn't? Grady, Grady you got do. a joke? We've, we've, right. been, we've been drinking a lot of Twisted Teas, and it's been getting Jeremy, weird. stop talking. Shout out okay, sorry. Here, here's a mic. This is Grady. What do you want me to do with this? Talk into it. Like oh, no. Talk. I'm way too drunk for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got to get over there. Tell us a joke, Grady. Send us what out. What a, what Send what us out uh, right here. You can't put me on the spot like this. Sit down. Oh, my God. Sit down. Sit down. You got to get relaxed and tell a joke. Here, I got another one. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? Lick a lot of us. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. All right. So, so you you guys learned about Jeremy and myself. Tell us about you guys. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I yeah. like that. I like that. All right. So, okay. here, shut this up. So, I bought I bought a uh, 15 road glide right off the showroom floor when I was 21, 22. Uh, always kind of been into cars. Uh, her dad, uh, big into bikes. 100% hell yeah, brother, you know. So I uh, I had a 5.0 Mustang. I traded it for a 04 Electra. Kind of taught myself how to ride. My dad, nobody rides. So I literally taught myself how to ride my first bike. Uh, fucking knew I wanted a road glide. Um, as soon as they came out, they dropped the Superior Blue. I went and bought it. It's been seven different versions. Uh, kind of got into Performance Bagger like late 19, early 18 uh, with Charlie Rock. Rock Cycles up in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I kind of I put on a I think a performance no it was a road glide for him. Uh, wanting to get some motor work done on my bike, and everybody uh, told me to go to Charlie. So he kind of put me kind of put me on the performance scene. Um, got good friends with Carol Burks. I don't know if you guys know Carol. Uh, he does suspended by Smarty. He sets up all the Olins here. Uh, he he's a great dude. Uh, he got he got me some Olins dialed in. And, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of how I got into this. I Podcast-wise, uh, we, you know, me and me and Matt are friends. I've always been the talking type, but I never knew how to do all this shit. And so once I met Matt, he's like, dude, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I was like, well, I can fucking talk, and you can run this shit. And I was so. It's like a match made in bearded heaven. It, it, it literally it really is. is. Yeah. It really is. And, and then as far as, like, the performance, like, we haven't done much on the Hell Yeah Brother side of things just because no. performance is it right now. And Adam and Lowe came on and. We, we had, like, 30,000 views on their podcast, and shit kind of just took off. Uh, Stinger trailers hit us. You're going to get three on this one. Oh, yeah, I, no, no. Say, I don't think we're going to get those numbers. You, ju- you guys got to share it. That's what they did. I mean, I'll share the shit out of it. Yeah, so, share it. You know, I mean, self-promotion is a good time. Yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and shout out your guys' shit, your pages. Well, uh, mine is uh, Lucky Strike underscore Designs on uh, Instagram. Not spelled weird. I don't put Zs where Ss are because, again, I'm an adult. And, um, you know, LuckyStrikeDesigns.com, um, you know, all the I fun social media stuff. So, What about you, Hoffman? What do you got here? Uh, everything is Hoffman Captain Designs. Captain Sexy underscore 115. I like that. I like that. Uh, Hoffman Designs on Instagram, Facebook. Website is Hoffman-Designs.com. One F, two Ns. Oh, yeah. What about you, Matt? What, what got you to this point? I'm not giving you my cell phone number. So, 
Damn grew, it. Grew up around Harleys. My dad had a Harley, then my brother, and then I finally said, no, I'm going to go do the A-Bay course, get myself one. Uh, my first bike was a Dyna. It was a 2009 Dyna Superglide uh, with A-Pangers. A Superglide with A-Pangers. 12s. That's it? That's it. Uh, see, I was hoping for like... He's still a hell yeah buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a get back whip? Is that what the cool kids call it? Not on my Dyna, but I did have on my street glide. Shout out the street glide. Stop it. Was it it two colors too? It was. Uh, What colors? You are a hell yeah buddy. It was black and green because during that time I was in the military. So I was, you know, gung ho military and hell yeah brother. So I was like, no, I'm going to do black and green. Can I guess what military branch? Go for it. I'm gonna go with you were Marines, Air Force. Ah, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I had like a 70 30 chance, right? You're close, that? man. You're close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You're only a few off. Yeah. And then, um, so actually, before I met uh, T Rex, I traded in my Street Glide and went to a Road Glide because I kept hearing, you know, Road Glides handle a lot differently than a Street Glide, and I wanted to try it out for myself. And lo and behold, it does, in my opinion. So I got it. Well. Since he's more on the performance side, he's kind of introduced me to the scene. Uh, and it's crazy how small of a world this is because I was telling him with Low. I, I was going to bring this in yeah, earlier. So I saw a TikTok video where she pushes over the bike. I think it's Santoro. Yeah. No, that was literally in my booth in Daytona. Was it your booth? <laughs> no kidding. That, that was my booth in Daytona. Speaking of the hell yeah, brothers, all of our friends just rolled in. Here they go. Let go. Yeah. go. Let it go. Come on. Yeah. Come on. All these no helmet wearing motherfuckers. That's because they all left them here. You left them on the ground. They probably left them here for you to display them like nice people. Yeah, I didn't do that. Put them on the ground. Yeah. See, my biggest goal with my road glide, though, is a mixture between, like I said, a little bit of hell yeah, but performance. Because I do like the look of hell yeah, but I want to ride for comfort. Um, in performance rather than just looks. Oh, whoa, Jetty. Whoa. I wish this was a video podcast. Yeah. yeah. So so what ends up happening is all these guys start showing up from riding all day, which whatever the fuck that means. They went straight yeah. to Applebee's. Yeah, did you guys go back to Applebee's? Ride your shit. Yeah. Who we go from? See, did you go to Applebee's? Fuck Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> There goes the sponsorship. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, no, I, I, don't, I do not mean to sound any disrespect at all, but has anybody seen Waterboy? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does Jetty's dad not sound like the assistant oh. coach from Waterboy? No, zero disrespect. But tell me you didn't think of that. No, it makes perfect sense, actually. It makes me laugh now that I think about it. And so, bro, hey, you guys, you build a lot of bikes, right, Hoffman? You build a lot of bikes? Batwing uh, bat, bat or Roglad? I I'm the type of dude that's a sucker for what's not popular at the current moment. So Batwing, so Batwing. You know, I have built a lot of Road Kings too. So I, I, you know, when big wheels were popular, it was road, it was street glides, road glides, everything like that. I did I did a good amount of Road Kings. Um, I think I've only built maybe two or three. No, probably only two performance bagger Road Kings. I am not anti street glide at all. Um, what is popular and what we're doing with our signature series of bikes, which I, I guess we haven't talked about that, um, 
is we are doing road glides. Road, road glides are dominating performance baggers. Um, you know, in, in, the, in the past, it's been street glides, road glides, kind of 50-50 uh, with Road Kings trailing like crazy. Um, I think Road Kings in the performance bagger market have a decent sharing, for lack of better words, uh, because people put an FXR fairing on them. Yeah, they like make them half-ass, uh, yeah. you know, road glides at the end of the day. So I'm kind of excited to do what we were talking about for Road Kings. Um, so we'll do. We'll, we're, we're looking forward to doing that. But for performance baggers, I, I mean, road glides are where it's at. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, my big wheel wasn't street glide, but my my performance baggers are road glides. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, I have. I don't own, I own, personally, I own the Electrolyzed Standard, which obviously is Batwing, Street Glide, whatever you want to call it, that I built for drag specialties, I own that. Um, and then I have a Road King. I do not own a Road Glide, personally, right now. The, the shop has one that we're building for sale, but personally, I do not own a Road Glide. That I, is have, true. Uh, like, I have a tour glide. Yeah, you I got have a tour, tour glide. glide. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I had an old tour glide, uh, 80, 87. I loved it. I have a 82. I don't know. You guys got to keep this going. I got to pee. I got to trade in some twisted tea real quick. There's well, a trash hey, can right there. Hey. Dude, don't even tempt me. I Again, bet I don't you won't. Your, your wonderful wife doesn't know me won't. well enough. She, she will turn around. Dick. She will turn around or stare. I don't know which one it is, but it's one or the other. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, I Grady, I Grady, jump in. Grady, come on over. Grady, jump in. Um. Yeah, so I, I do have an 82 Tour Glide that has been a project for the last four, four or five years. It's one of those things that I would love to finish, but I just don't have time. Um, but I have been a big sucker for Tour Glides because they were the redheaded stepchild of, of the motor company for a very, very, very long time. Um, I've built a couple of them. We did, you know, they were in the magazines, things like that, back when magazines still worked and, and did things. Unlike Grady, I don't think he knows what a magazine is. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's it's just part of being 22 years old. Okay, come on. Grady, how old are you? Uh, the, hey, the younger you are, the younger I am. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's True. What do you True. think I am? 25. Who told you? Money. I'm 29. So, so Grady is a great friend of ours. We just did a bike for him, and the running joke is that he is my son because I have somehow turned into the old motherfucker. And he is as crazy as it sounds. I think we met what a year ago, probably about a year ago, something like that. A little over a year ago, he came to our booth. I, I actually, I have a really good memory. I've got a decent memory for faces and names, and I cannot see somebody for years, and I will remember, like, oh, yeah, no, I remember you, and I genuinely do. I'm not that dude that, like, oh, yeah, I remember you, and, and I don't have a fucking clue who you are. Um, and this dude came to our booth in Sturgis last year, and um, I think, what did you get? I think you got, like, a front fender, some side covers maybe, something like that? Uh, front fender... Uh, triple sheet cover and a dash. Okay. So he comes to the booth. I think you talked to Surge first, and then I kind of half-ass got involved. I was doing God knows what, probably nothing. And uh, 
But you know, and I think I like. So I think I did the install. I think I, did I do the install? Or did Serge do the install? There's a lot of truth behind you doing nothing. That is so. True. Um, <laughs> probably not the install. Probably washed I, over. I it. did. I did something, and or maybe Serge said, "Yeah, like that." Yeah, or he, maybe he was talking to you and said, "You know, where are you from?" And you said, "You know, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Fuck, that's like the next town over from where we're moving our shop." And uh, I'm like, no shit, okay. And then uh, we haven't been able to get rid of him since, and uh, which which is a good thing. I mean, it's it's fantastic to get somebody. You know, where we're from, we don't have a lot of local customers or clients or you know, anything like that. Everything we do is, you know, throughout the country or even now global. And uh, so local is just very, very rare for us. Even when we were doing, again, touching back on big wheels, even when we did big wheels, Minnesota didn't have a big wheel population. Um, so we were doing bikes all over the country for people where they'd ship them to us and things like that. And we'd ship them back or they'd pick them up and ride them back to where they're from, Texas, Florida, Phoenix, you know, wherever. And uh, so I think it was really, you know, so we met them Sturgis last year. And then I, I want to say what early like late winter early early spring he started really coming around and came to Arizona Bike Week with us. Um, he's really travels a, tra- travels with me a lot. His job allows him to do that, which is fantastic um, because he's an amazing you know co pilot and, and just a good dude to hang out with and have a good time with. And uh, you know so this summer we built him a you know built up his road glide and uh, we're getting ready to read or I shouldn't say redo but. Uh, do is he's got a brand new lowrider ST that he did get from uh, House of Harley. Shout out to those guys. Shout out House of Harley. And uh, so we're getting ready to do uh, hashtag baby bagger. And then uh, we won't get too deep into the story. Actually, we're not going to get into the story at all. But uh, he's got a Dyna also that uh, we'll take possession of in the next day or so. And uh, we'll have have some fun with that thing too. So Grady's a a good dude, and, and like I said, I guess getting back to it, the the running joke is this unfor- this unfortunate bastard is uh, the spitting image of me when I was his age, and uh, everybody sees it. That's what's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Uh, I mean, like Curtis said, I met, I met these guys Sturgis last year, and total hang around. I mean, I'm at the shop every day. Hanging out, doing something, trying to get my hands dirty, just, you know, trying to learn about the motorcycle, motorcycle scene. He's picking up the helmet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just thankful to be around these guys. They're good dudes, and, uh, yeah, so it's I fun gotta, to be around them. I gotta ask, what's, uh, what's your overall goal? For motor- what, are we, what are we doing? For motorcycles? Motorcycles or the company? It's you, Matt. What the hell, Matt? It's on right now, too. You're good. Touch it. Is this you? That better? Yeah. Seems okay. better. So, with with you being around the uh, the workshop and everything, are you are you trying to go that route on uh, just you know being a part of the company or what's your what's your goal in the the motorcycle scene too? Uh, we're putting him on. We're putting he, him on the spot. He has a with real job. Yeah, I, I, uh, my parents own a construction company, so luckily I can work remote from whatever. But 
I'd say like I just want to be a part of making cool things to make people's turn, heads turn. And luckily for me, I'm surrounded by people that can do that. So we can make my what's in my head a reality. And that's what this bike was, and that's what the next bike will be. And I mean, we'll just continue down the line. I don't see this stopping. For some reason, I just keep spewing money to this guy. So we'll just keep building badass hey, shit. Nothing's wrong with that, man. So I think, my, like, you know, to, to put the spotlight on Grady a little bit, I mean, the dude's 25 years old. We've known him for about a year now. Um, the th- I think what makes me relate to him so well, and, and I don't want to sound like that asshole that says, you know, take him under my wing because fuck that. That's bullshit, you know, whatever. But what I see in him is this motherfucker works from sunup to sundown, um, you know, with the construction company, he's nonstop on his phone. He's on his iPad. He's on his laptop. He's, I mean, the motherfucker's a hustler doing what he knows. Um, and that's what relates to me. And, and I see it, you know, everybody jokes about, oh, the dude could be your son, all that kind of stuff. It, it's fucking true because I don't know anybody, short of Monty Roach, that motherfucker works like a son of a bitch. Um, I, I, at 25 years old, I, I started my shop when I was whatever, uh, 22, I was 22 and he just fucking works and he will work all day nonstop, you know, doing, doing what he does. And then, you know, four or five o'clock rolls around. He's at the shop. Like, dude, can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do that? Like. Uh, you know, how do I do that? You know, like you know, I'll Hungry. do this real quick. Yeah, and it, and and it's it, for me, it's fucking awesome because that is law. I, I I'm that type of dude, and you know, some people can give me shit or whatever, but I genuinely feel like people my age or even older than me. Um, we're kind of that last, I'm going to work around the clock. I'm going to do, obviously there's always exceptions. No, I don't want anybody taking this wrong. There's always exceptions, but the general notion is, uh, I'm just going to do my 95 and I clock in and I'm going to clock out. I'm going to go home on Friday afternoon. I'm going to party my ass off all weekend and I'm going to be stuck doing what I do for the rest of my life. I'm going to just collect that paycheck. I'm going to collect that salary, whatever. Um, I, 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 it's just what I've seen. And what I've seen is different than somebody else's seen. So what I say is not the rule or whatever you want to say, but it is amazing and re- refreshing to see. You know, you hear about this. I want to cancel student debt, and I want to do this, and I want to. I want $30 an hour to flip a fucking cheeseburger. You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, get your ass out there and work for it. And... You know, for lack of better words, I mean, Grady is very good at what he's doing. He's very he's very successful at what he does. He could write the check and just say, give me my fucking motorcycle back. But he's at the shop, and he wants to learn. He wants, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Hey, I'm going to do that. Like, okay, yeah, give me give me five minutes. I'll come over there and help you real quick and, and show you the, the easy way to do it and not make a mess for when we need to put it back together. You know, that kind of stuff. And that's what really makes me relate to him or him relate to me is... Day in and day out, I don't have anybody else that's like that at that age. Um, so it is incredible, you know, to have somebody like that, you know, in our corner and help us out. I mean, dude, I can call the dude, and, you know, he's fortunate to work remote, but I can call him like, hey, dude, I, I, I bought this. Let's run, let, you know, fuck, book the flight, you know, and he's, and he's with me. Or, hey, we're coming to fucking Milwaukee for four days, you know, come with me. And he's like, 
dude, I'm there. Um, so it's it's amazing. It really fucking is. I mean, you just you don't see it every day like you used to 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I think it's definitely a generation issue. I mean, you don't get a lot of people in our age group that has that grind, has that hustle. I mean, T-Rex and I have full-time jobs on top of other things, but we still make it a point. Like, we want to come out here with these podcasts, um, you know, and one day hopefully make it successful. But I feel like a lot of people, they just give up when the going gets tough. Um, they said, oh, screw it, I'm going to go back to my 9 to 5 rather than busting your ass because at the end of the day, you know, you putting that time in, working around the clock, I mean, it will make it successful. Well, that's why we thats why we related. We got Stinger. You know Stinger trailers? Heard of Stinger? I have heard of them. I don't know really anything Dude, about them. Badass dudes. That's kind of how we got we got hooked up with them. They, uh, they're two young guys. They're our age. They, they found this trailer out in, I forget what state um, it was. So it was actually California. Yeah, it was an old woman. An old woman owned it. And they... They rebuilt. <laughs> he's trying to sell a helmet. They uh, they re- rebuilt the brand for them, but they're the same way, man. They're just twenty four seven on it. They're from Canada, dude. They're they're great fucking dudes. But they're our age, so that's what it's cool to see people like like to see your bike, see my bike, being our age. Like for me, that's cool because I I think that's what it is. It's it's our generation gap between them that people don't understand what we're doing. Yeah, I feel like it comes back to like how we were raised. Like obviously people like us our, our parents pushed us to be, you know, outgoing and to not give up and I'm very fortunate from that. I uh, I'd say I have a very addictive personality where if I'm going to go after something I'm going I'm diving in. I mean, I raced snowcross professionally since I was 16 years old and I was balls to walls and that when that that chapter of my life ended I was like dude I don't know what to do like I, I don't know where I go from here and uh, like her just said I, I'm lucky enough to I bought a motorcycle I knew nothing about it I mean I it was almost completely stock when I went to Sturgis met these guys I'm like, I gotta pee but I don't want this to end <laughs> I want this to go on forever <laughs> dude it's nobody nobody realizes like a podcast how, how fun it actually is yeah. I don't want to sound like an asshole but like uh, there's nothing else to do and I'm having a fucking fun time even if there was Curtis give me the, the headphones <laughs> we got a katana we got a katana behind us see this is the, the type where I was like we should have some type of video going on yeah um and I think that, I mean, we've talked about it, doing more video podcasts uh, down the road. But these, this is one of the times where I wish this whole thing was recorded because I think the audio is not going to do half of it justice. No. Um, but for all of our listeners out there, I mean, we are taking shots uh, with GoPros, Reels. We're going to be posting on Instagram, and uh, we're going to start opening up our YouTube channel. And, you know, down the road, we're going to get some equipment to where we can actually videotape all this stuff. So you guys feel like you're part of the... You know the the come scene. Up. But, but See, well, and, and here's the one thing is like nobody will ever understand that where we're currently talking. There is a giant vanilla gorilla standing to our right that's got a massive. fucking. He's got a yellow fucking katana. <laughs> yeah, and it's even got Randy Jackson's autograph on it. It's got Randy Jackson's autograph. That's on a, it. that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so so that that right there, that giant white red bearded mother effer. He's uh, one of my good customers and good friends, Jetty. And uh, he's the one that owns the uh, the brown and white uh, lowrider S that I painted. Okay, that that thing's sick. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gnarly. So he uh, he just walks around and drinks profusely and has a bright yellow katana 
fucking sword with him. I, so, don't, I don't get it. Have you have you been on a podcast yet? Is this your first one? No, I've been I've been on several, and uh, I've actually been on TV and all kinds of fun stuff. So, so did, have you been on Fast Life? I have. I've been on okay. uh, Jason's podcast about uh, two two three times. So it's funny. He gave me. We I reached out to him when we first started, uh, kind of like an idol type deal because of his setup. Right, his setup's beast. Uh, but I reach out to him. He can't get he can't get Carol Burks on the show. Carol's too busy. The guy who sets up all the Olins I was talking about earlier. So we're going to uh, you guys going to Daytona uh, for Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest? Yeah. Um, I, I think I might. I'm trying to debut a uh, lowrider S that I've been building for a year, and um, if it magically turns into a not giant electrical fucking disaster, then maybe I will. But um, it's I don't know yet. You going? Yeah. You going? You're gonna have to talk to Dad on that. Whatever. Talk dad to says, Dad. You know I'm talk gonna to go. Dad. Talk to Dad. I'm so glad you're not saying Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. If, G- give him a couple more twisted teasing. But I think good Daddy, if, good if Daddy says we're going to Bike Week, we're, I'm, we're going. We're to bike going. Week. We're yeah. going. Yeah. So we're going down. We're going down. Then we're riding down to Key West. Oh, we, nice. We have got, you done it yet or not? Uh, like no. Now? We, I've, what's that? Have, have you done Key West? Never. Oh, it's a, it's fucking an awesome ride. So we leave ten days. Go to stay in uh, Daytona for three days and ride down to Key West. So, so, so if you ever get a chance, you should also go to Cape Canaveral, where all the I've heard the fucking spaceships shoot off into the the sky. And it's pretty fucking sweet too. So yeah. So Grady, what's next for you? Yeah, Grady, what's next for you? Well, we got a lot of things planned. Uh, we got a lowrider ST. We're gonna try to unveil for Daytona uh, Bike Week, not a Bike Week. Fest. Yep. Uh, we have a Dyna that we have named uh, the Unicorn. The Unicorn. That, um, an unfortunate series of events that happened with that bike where it just, it has a bad taste in my mouth. And we're going to redo it. Uh, we got a special painter. We're not going to name names. We're just going to redo that. That's me. Yeah, that's him. I'll name me. So uh, we're probably going to make a lot of people mad with it because it's been a two-year process. A pain in the ass two-year process, but... We're gonna make that fucker cool because it ain't that cool right now. So, mic drop on that. <laughs> mic drop on that, indeed. Yeah. So we're we're gonna be uh, doing a whole bunch of paint work as well for for Daytona for our, for Lucky Strike. We got a bunch of big projects coming in, and, and Grady being one of them. And um, yeah, we're 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 gonna try to take over uh, March Daytona. Again. I need I need to get on that list, dude. It, let, let's put it this way: I need to get on that list because like I haven't redone my own personal bike in like three years. <laughs> And it, it is it has been bad. Hey, how many zeros? Uh, 20, 23. 23 currently. Uh, 23 zeros. Speaking of 23 zeros, here He's you go. back. He's back. Um, I got a P2, so I'm going to give him my mic. No, there so you what, go. Matt, you want to take a break and maybe no, get somebody to do something else? We'll take a break? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what? Are we that boring? You guys are like, we, I don't know. Like an and, uh, I, I think Matt's got to take a shit. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Got a number two on there. So we're going to take a quick intermission here, and we'll get back here soon. All right. Jetty is getting the double bearded spray. That is a triple beard, bro. Is it triple? That may be a triple beard. No. Excuse the it's dog like in the background. A, oh, no. Nope. She's got a, a zero fucks given shirt on over there. Is it him? Is, it oh, him? is that a triple? Is that a triple? He kind of looks like Post Malone. No, 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 no. Is it Post Malone? Is that Post Malone? Here you go, man. Hey, here, how do you, take hey, my mic. How do you, how do you feel? Mic. How do you feel? Uh, how do I feel about what? Everything. 
fuck everything. That, so you're, you're, you got fuck, yeah. Instagram or anything? He's yeah. got Facebook. What do you got, man? Shout yourself out. I don't fucking remember. Hey. Well, <laughs> hey, hey. Facebook, Facebook is your name. There you go. Hello? Hello. Hey, there you go. What's your name, man? Steven. Steven, what's your last name? Hoshield. Oh, shit? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where are you from, man? I like it. Right here, Milwaukee. From here? Yep. Do you ride a street glide? Yeah. Fuck no. Road glide? Fuck no. Sports. You got a chopper. You got a chopper? What kind of chopper? I just finished my hardtail last week. I want to see a picture. Uh-huh. Your phone is full of pictures. <laughs> here we go. No kids, no wife, but pictures of the chopper. Because that's what my... I, well, I got pictures of my kids. Pretty much. Let me see this. Oh. oh shit! That's pretty bad. Fuck yeah! Explain it to me. What are you seeing? Yeah, explain it from your side. I see ape hangers, fishtails, and a shovel head, and a Springer. That's a good looking bike. Swiping over. Swipe and zoom. Oh fuck yeah! Now explain. It's a podcast on a video. That is what you think it is. That is is, what you think it is. Yeah, is that really what that that is? That is what you think it is. Fuck yeah. Fuck uh, yeah, as you said. God damn it. What, uh... Jetty knows what that is. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time since Jetty's seen one of those, but he knows what it is. No, he saw one last night at Applebee's. <laughs> no, that thing's rad. That thing's rad. at Applebee's. So, yes. So, there's uh, choppers. Should we talk about choppers? Love Let's you. talk about choppers. Let's talk about choppers. All right, so here's what we got to do. Somebody, we're going to, we have to keep him on the mic. Um, can you, who do we have? Lucky, Jeremy, you got to give your mic to Jeff right now. Give my mic to Jeff? Yeah. Jeff, name's so Jeff? Yeah, name's Jeff. All right. Who? And you got to scream at him. Jeff, Jeff. We got a chopper Come thing here. for you. We got questions. We, yeah, we got to have We're going to bring Jeff from right. Names back on here. Jeff, take the mic. Hey, yeah, you, that, you that know Jeff? You can hear him. Jeff. Nope, never met him. Jeff. Yes. Come here. You can have my so, soul. This gentleman has a chopper. Is that me on? I'm not on. I'm off. I'm off. Uh, he's got a chopper. Okay. I figured we talked about his chopper. We can talk about what we're doing. Oh, the chopper build yeah. off? Are you building one? That's, that's good with us. All right, I got to go. I can see that. So what are you having a chopper build off? Yeah. So we are having a chopper build off. And there is two of us here. Uh, one that has talent and then there's me. I was gonna say that, but you beat me to it. You're welcome. Thank you. Word on that. Here, let me get that from you. I just farted. Have on a that. Hey, have a seat. <laughs> I'll sit over we there. We can hang out. Do you like? Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, sit there. Hey, you, hey, you like toasted? You like toasted teas or Coors Light? Don't tell me you don't drink. They're MGD. both the same. They're both water. I bet. I bet you drink MGD or Budweiser. Budweiser. Hey, Miller Jack. Grady will get you a Coors Light. Thanks, Grady. Grady, I'm stealing your seat. Snooze, you lose, pal. Hey, be careful with Grady. Hey. He's a little Russian hands and Roman fingers. I've I've got my young Grady. Let's let's get this. This lady's got a shirt on that says "Don't be a con." Hey, I seen a chick earlier that says "Virgin Rock." Virgin Grady, Rock. I took your seat. You. Sorry. <laughs> She's from Utah. My cords are really fucking tangled right now. Oh, very cool. <laughs> Usually have ah, shovelhead. How about hey, that? look at look at, oh, the time, look at the timer cover. Look at the timer cover. 
It is what you think it is. It is. Well, it's ironic that he's got a shovel head, too, Curtis. I know. Hey. Can I see your shirt? Oh, did you want to see my shirt? Couldn't afford a pan head. Oh. What are you still doing here? Excellent. Excellent. There is a tent right down there where she's selling them. Thirty dollars. Hey, no, it is. It's like the best quality yeah. t-shirt. Hey, let me feel it. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was being creepy. That was creepy, Curtis. Real quick, man. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars for a shirt's a lot of money. Yeah. I would. I would give three fifty for a Nam shirt right now. Hold on, my wife just texted me. Is she on her way? I mean, I got a t-shirt from Beach Wind for twenty bucks. All right, so you guys want to talk about choppers? Yeah, choppers. Let's talk about choppers. Sure, sure. Jeff's got this. So last year we kind of had a little impromptu. Correction, it was this year. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying last so year. what happens when you get old. But I guess because the chopper thing's next year, so that's why I was saying last year. So thank you. I'll give you that. Right on. Just because your beard's cute. Thank you. Um, so... So last year we well, one quick say, question. Go ahead. Where's your new balances? I left them at home because I didn't want to be made fun of. So I wore my vans with. <laughs> that was the most things. honest, the most honest answer we've had on this podcast today. I, I mean, I, I could lie, but I didn't want to. So in April we had a FXR build off in Arizona with Paul Yaffe, Brian Clock, Nick Trask. Um, we had. Uh, Jason Mine's Mook, here. Where's yours? Jason Mook, yourself, and me. Mine's here. Where's yours? Mine is in my shop. Leaking? Nope. It's 100%. 100%. I'm just kidding. You had one of the gnarliest ones. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You set out for a goal, and you did what you wanted to do. Look at this fucking mullet. Hey, now. With the bangs. Hey, he's got Grady's shorts on. I think that's all that's missing is I fuck on the first date. Yeah, I fuck on the first date, sir. Oh, my. So we'll, we'll talk about the FXR build-up. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I had some engine troubles, but uh, soon to find out we got them corrected when we got home. I did, too. I'm still having them. I'm thankful that I'm not having them, and I think it is finally sold. Uh, it's going to be shipped to Texas. Um I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Um, it was in the Michael Lichter show in Sturgis, so it was it was pretty cool for me. But this year is interesting. I've never built a chopper. I've been doing motorcycle stuff for 30 plus years and never built a chopper. This year is going to be shovelhead. So, what are you building, Curtis? The only thing I'm going to say is it's going to be a shovelhead because I have a shovelhead sitting on my shelf from my tour glide that I stuffed the pan head in and it's still sitting there. So I, if I really wanted to, I could I could do a pan head, but I really want to do a shovel head. Where's this, where's this taking place? It's in uh, the corner of yeah, Winslow, Arizona um, in April at, for Arizona Bike Week. So we, we flying out, Matt? <laughs> so uh, I would say you still need to fly into Phoenix. Yep. Yeah, and, and then it's like a two-hour drive. Who, we've got a bunch of other people this year. Yeah, um, I forget the guy's name from RKB. Uh, Ryan, I think his name was. Um, 
He was just on Parowitz's podcast yesterday. Along well, with, you got uh, you got uh, with Xavier uh, Xavier from Nickelback. Not not Nickelback. <laughs> that's that's the wrong he lo- band. Hey, he he loves it. He, he loves does. it. He loves it. Shout out to Xavier. Yep, Xavier is the shit. Um, God, what the? F- I forget. Is it, it Ryan? I, I think no, it was. Not- I think it was Ryan. I don't. RKB. So it had to be Ryan. RKB Speed. Right. I think it's Ryan. Super nice guy. So is it? I just, is it you, Paul? Well, technically, the the pure six is me, you. Yaffe, Clock, Trask, and Jason Mook. And it's Jason Mook's idea. I mean, he had a great idea. And, and, and two beers. So, hey, you want to build a shovelhead? You want to build another one? Fuck Seriously. Yeah. All right. Will you, will you come out to Winslow, Arizona in April for Arizona Bike Week? What, you said next April? Yeah. Yep, 23. Yep. Possibly, fuck, man. sure, why not? Well, you got We need to commit. I mean, you yeah, don't we, commit right now. It's gonna be. It's gotta be public commission too. I what, mean, honestly, you, any you, shovelhead? You build a shovelhead hey, shop. Hey, both of us are doing shovelheads. I'm doing a 1980 shovelhead, so it's a I 1340. Think mine's a 82. Two beard? Are you in? That's what I'm saying. We're going just doing choppers, or how, what are you doing? Choppers. Choppers. Oh, choppers. Chopper build off. Chopper build off. And you, you would be what's called a crasher because you're not one of the original guys. But you're going to crash it like a lot of other people are. So come on out. We'll have a great time. All right. Who supplies the purse? There is no purse. It's all about having fun. It's oh, the camaraderie, no. uh, talking shop, having some food and beers. The and graybeard back there is in it for the money. I, I know. Look at him. He's in for the money. Yeah. I mean, we all we all put our money into our – that is the worst tattoo I've ever saw on a man's leg. That is my flaming mini truck. Oh, my is that the V6 or the four-cylinder? Oh, four Never forget where you came four from. Four-cylinder with a, a, a five-speed. Five-speed. Oh, I had a quiet muffler. Oh, I'm sure. I think it was off of Volkswagen, oh, if I remember my. right. Great. How does sound? Hey, hey, look at how drunk Grady looks right now. Yeah, dude, he is he is gazing. <laughs> he's meat, he's meat <laughs> he gazing. He said who, me? He's, he's meat gazing. <laughs> hey, what kind of glasses are those? Not that I can tell. I kind of like them. He just bought them today. Holla. Very oh, Gucci. Yeah, hey. Bur- Burberry riding glasses. Burberry. Gu- Gucci riding glasses. Gu- Shout Gucci. out Burberry. Gucci sunglasses, Burberry riding glasses. Oh, uh, I don't have mine on. Yeah, hey. You do. You do have a flaming oh, mini yeah. truck. Yeah. We thought about getting tattoos tonight. Where? I don't fucking we'll just find the worst review. Anybody want to know what's going on over here? Where's that? I think I lost my glasses. That's you gotta be your sis- face. Is that a sister? Sir, do you have a chopper? Do you have a chopper, sir? You want a chopper? chopper? You want a chopper? Do you want a chopper? <laughs> hard to hear. He can't hear. That. I think he has headphones on. Oh, you're you're on the band. Are you in the band? You got a chopper? What do you got? 2014 Street Glide. Okay. And 2005 uh, XL 1200 Sports, sir. Okay. Can you tell us more about why fairies wear boots? Um, because Ozzy wrote it, but he was all wasted. That's a great song. That's all I know. That's a, <laughs> did you ever hear Brownout's version? Yeah. Awesome. What? Uh, how, how long you guys been playing today? Uh, half and hell, we played two sets. Played an hour and fifteen the first set, hour and fifteen the second set, and uh, we had two different singers. We did Dio set first, Dio, Sabbath, and Rainbow, and the second set we did Ozzy and Sabbath Ozzy. 
Go ahead and shout out your band, man. Shout them out. Give us uh, give us who you are. My band's called Heaven and Hell Chicago. We do Black Sabbath, Dio, Rainbow, Ozzy. Played Summerfest here five times. It's our third time here playing the uh, birthday for Holly Davidson. We played a 110-year anniversary party. We played with Lita Ford five years later. Now it's like five more years later we're playing today. I also do a Rebel Radio, a heavy metal station out of Chicago. And we're, we're on AM and FM in Wisconsin and Illinois. It's uh, rebelradio.com, AM 1500, FM 92.5, Rebel Radio. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for stopping. Appreciate it. You guys are rocking out. Two Wheels, two wheels One Way podcast out of Kokomo, Indiana. Awesome. Yeah, man. Indiana? Yep. Yep. Look us up. See you, Appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Keep it wet. Yeah, appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Hey, Scott Rebel Radio. I think I just told him to keep it wet. I don't know why I did that. All right. So that was Scott Davidson. He is a uh, DJ on the mic, pumping up the jams right here at uh, the House of Harley Davidson in Milwaukee. Uh, it's Harley's 119th, if I'm not mistaken, right? Next year's the big 120. You know, 12 times 12 is 120. Oh, it's actually 144. I'm sorry. 12 times 10. My bad. Should Should we get Ben Gurton on here? Ben Gurton? Is that Ben Gurton over there? So are we done talking about the uh, choppers? Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me it all. Tell me everything. So choppers are cool, and they've been cool for a long time. And being that we're doing shovel heads, it's going to be fun. Hey, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this today without without this uh, company right here. They loaned us a uh, extension cord. So we're going to go ahead and let them let get a shout-out real quick. Hey, how's it going, everyone? We're Scully Customs. We do air ride, handlebars, audio, center stands. Right here, right at the rally, or we ship it out to you if you need to. Where are you guys? Um, we're located right out of Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. But we do 20 rallies all across the United States, March, November. Service and air ride and install an air ride for you guys. And then we're trying to break into the performance bike stuff, but you know, getting there eventually. You called it. Eventually. It's all about performance. All right, man. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the shit. I appreciate it. It's the best extension cord I've ever seen. Didn't it? Hands down. I mean, it is. It's here. Here it is. All right, man, let's hear it. Let's send Jeff, us. tell me more about choppers. Yeah, I want to hear about all about choppers. So choppers are cool, and um, they go really fast down the road, like boom, like that and shit. And the key about a chopper is to make it your own. In my opinion, a chopper should be a figment of your imagination and making it come to life is what makes a chopper. So there's no rhyme or reason. Like, you look at some of the choppers of yesteryear. I'm trying to think of some names. Um, Curtis, help me out. Um, Billy Billy Lane, right? So Billy Lane did, like, a center cap, like a, a uh, what do they call those? A, uh, a spinner. What do they call them in the... I forget what you call them. I, okay, so... He did, like, all kinds choppers. of cool stuff. Like, what kind of choppers are you talking about? Like, old school, like, like well, old school choppers, well, new school chopper, choppers, choppers and choppers? In my opinion, I mean, a you, chopper you is old school. three greats. Chopper is old school, in my opinion. But I'm old. I'm 50. Oh, you know? Okay, so you have the three greats. Yeah. The, the three. You got Nest, Smith, Perowitz. Yep, yep. And then you have what I would call second generation. You got Billy Lane. Yep. What, Aaron Green? I don't know, Aaron, yeah, Aaron was all over the place. I mean, he did a lot of really cool stuff. He did a lot of, he did a lot of tall choppers. Yeah, then you had, like, the the, the uh, production ones. You had, like, Iron Horse, Big Dog, Titan, Carefree. Uh, take, take, take Jeff Mike away. Sorry. Um, 
who uh, who did choppers that? I mean, you you had so many, but who? What about Indian Larry? Indian Larry, sort of yeah. choppers, but they weren't really they choppers. Were, they were more. I don't know what you would call them. Built to ride bobber ish. Yeah, they were choppers, usually a long front end, high rake and trail. That's a chopper. That's a bagger. I mean, you had, I mean, even Paul did choppers. The clock did choppers. I mean, but who, like that early, late 90s, early 2000s, you had, I mean, Donnie was doing them. Parowitz. Yeah, Parowitz did Parowitz. But they were like 250 tires. Right. So, I mean, we're talking about like, quote-unquote old school or In my just good-looking choppers? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess there's probably several types of choppers. My opinion of a chopper is old school, whatever parts you have laying around, and you make it cool. That's a chopper. See, and to me, you see, this is what's cool about choppers is Jeff has his thought on what a chopper is. I have mine. Mine is a quote-unquote chopper needs to be up and out tall. And then whatever it need, whatever whatever else you decide it to be, a, a chopper doesn't need to be a kickstart only or a panhead or a shovel head. It can be whatever, but a chopper is up and out, is tall. Like that's how I view a chopper. I agree with you, but I got to tell you, mine is not as up as it should be. I'm not talking about my penis. I've seen, I've heard this before. Right, mine is more out. So. Um, it, 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 without sounding like a, a phallic symbol, it is a little up, but it's more out than up. Hopefully, so, that makes it better. So this has escalated real I, quickly. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's like chopper is just a all over the board ex- word, word, word. We'll say a word. See, Not expression, I agree. I agree. I mean, it is a word. It will. Okay, so tell me this. So if I do a two up six out chassis with a Milwaukee eight in it and a six speed and it's fuel injected is that a chopper or no I think in uh, I think it is but in my eyes it's not so it's I, that, that's why I'm it's saying not it's not a traditional chopper maybe right a it's new not, age chopper it's not a frame it's not just a frame so, so here's the deal but is, it, I think is a it, digger a chopper uh, no a digger okay. is a digger a digger is parallel, horizontal with the ground. That's a digger in my eyes. It's got to be parallel with the ground. That's how I look at it. Like I'm building a digger. You know that I'm building the panhead digger right now. Not, not for this. You're not for this or not. No, I'm doing a Amon Savior spool Springer front end shovel head with some really vintage 60, 70 parts. I need, I need, I need that Nam's money so I could do multiple builds at one time. Uh, Let me get that Nam's money. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. Now, do you think Let's turn this over to Jeff Holt. Who? Oh, he has no microphone. <laughs> oh, he can't it's better that way. Oh, I can fucking yell. I'll say he can't speak into the headphones. Shit. I don't need a fucking microphone. Is that the Jeff Holt? That is microphone checker one two. <laughs> Hello. Hi kids. Hi buddy. How's your day? Uh still hung over? Yeah. No, I he honestly I, that. he's been drinking. I could have oh. I could have drove last night. Drove? Is that the right word? Drove? Oh, yeah, Driven. Drove. Driven. Drove. Hey, I like your bike. I like your timer cover the best. Thank you. I think you should come to the Arizona Dildo. Don't be a stranger. Make it happen. 
I'm gonna go sit down because I'm fat and old. Do you want to sit on my lap? Yes. I won't Curtis. be the first time. I oh. feel like I need to comment on. Uh, uh, hey, hold on. Thing about hold on, hold on, hold on. The old one here being 50. Uh, does he not know you're older than him? Shit, I'm older Fuck than you. All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I got one. We, we need to do this. I want to know what Grady thinks a chopper is. Grady, what do you think a chopper is? And, it's, and not for, and first, it's not what, Burberry. It's not Burberry. Hey, Grady, introduce yourself. and say, Well, you've been on this for a while, but how old are you? You've been on this for a while. 11, yeah, I'm a young buck. He's 25. Career. I want to know what a 25-year-old thinks a chopper is. If I'm going to do a chopper, my chopper. The best part is he's paying for my chopper. Hanger, skinny rear tire, OG. <laughs> Get OG. the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. That's what I want for as a chopper. That's a bomber. Like a 19 rear? Yeah. I like your style. Yeah, that's I, I agree. I feel like that's what a chopper is. 21 19? Or 19 19? 19 19. What, about, like what about 21 16? That shit's grandpa. Yeah. What a speed line. And a spool front wheel. That was like Born Free 2, bro. Okay, we have a problem. Monty <laughs> is closing down before us. <laughs> I know. Huh? That's that's just not good. You just got me on this shit, dog. Uh, we got like an hour to go. Curtis yeah. has not brought me into the shopper game, and he's going to sit me down in his office like, all right, so here's the deal. The best part we is... we got to build a chopper. I want to build it for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. That hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen on Tuesday. Yeah, I know it is. Tuesday, it's hey, great. Tuesday's this is a whole new day. I like Grady's style over here. He's my dude. Tuesday, Grady's getting told, grab, just just throw the black card on the desk, and we're building a chopper. My answer is obviously me, yes, Dad. <laughs> You're a smart man, Grady. You're learning this game at oh, a very shit. early age. Tell me how good I am. White man. man definitely can't shoot or jump. I like it. I don't like that Grady has a microphone because now he won't get me a drink. So I, I, I kind of need a drink. Too, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I, I, you know, there's many styles of choppers, but as I was telling these guys before you came over, I never built a chopper for myself. Really? I'm 51 years old. I've never built a chopper ever. Oh, dude, I'm building one right now. Like for real. I'm building a stock rake, two-inch over FXR front end on it, radial brakes, uh, Evo, fucking literal. I'm not going to use the word performance chopper, but like it's going to have a Push button start. It's pretty much a, a rigid frame. Bones. Yeah, but electric start, uh, solid rear wheel from my 93 anniversary FXR. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Wheel. But are you coming to Winslow, in uh, Winslow, Arizona? We doing this? Me? Yeah. 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 Do the chopper build off. Oh, I'm down. Be a crasher. Yeah, for real. Did you just cheers the microphone? Yeah. Yes. I didn't have a fucking drink, no, Grady. That's not all that's left, is it? Oh, my. Thank you, of course. Get your black card. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Didn't you come to Winslow with us last year? No. You're drunk. Yes. No, I, dude, I... Look at Monty's beard blowing in the wind. He's a sexy bitch. Listen to that machine. Monty! That's a hey, hey. Rev it up. Give us some. That's a chopper for millennials. One second. One Don't second. Be there we go. I love it. There you go. Now do it right here. Must be a do it right so, here. so Jeff Holt just joined us. And we have all learned that this is the most fun podcast we've ever done. So Jeff so. was going to learn that in about four minutes. I like it. 
three, two, one. You guys are going to have a lot of shit to edit. <laughs> That's what we were just right. talking about. We have a fuck ton to edit. <laughs> uh, so... What are we doing? Is this... It, it, Jeff, did this just happen that... Uh, Jeff from NAMS. Yes. Is Jeff Holt joining us in Winslow? I think he should. I think I'll be there. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you live there. Yeah. So it's not that far, but, man, just show up. It was so much fun last year, except my bike I love Winslow, run. too. It's bad, dude. I'm Bro. down. Oh, we had a great time. I got a really we found good the one. We found the one restaurant that was open. Yep. <laughs> and it was good beer, good food, right? You so wait a minute, wait a minute. Coors and Doritos, dude. It was a little oh, chilly. It was a little chilly. Remember? Uh, Can I bring Grady? Yes. Grady's always invited. Well, Grady's paying, so... You'll be all right. Jeff, tell us who you are. Anybody who's listening has no idea who the fuck you are. Me? That is true. That well, is wait, a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Before you introduce yourself, how about we introduce you? You're Jeff G. Holt. All right. Right? You're yes. Twin Visionary. Yes. So tell us about yourself. So um, I'm a dude in the world. Grew up in uh, Orange County, California during the 80s. All those 80 movies. All those 80 movies. you're old. Yeah. Fast Times was pretty much my life because I was the same age as all those people when it came out. What about Breakfast Club? Same age as those people, too. Dude. Like, all those all those crazy... Don't mess with the bull. Yeah. All that shit was my life. So weird. I, I grew up a mile away from Disneyland. Worked oh, at a bicycle yeah. shop. Built skateboards and BMX bikes from the time I was 12 years old till I was 22 years old. You're still building them. That's not You're true. Right. Yeah, you are professionally, right? Uh, then I got in the motorcycle thing, man. I, I got a motorcycle when I was seventeen. It was a seventy six FLH, and built that thing in my garage after I built my first Vespa. And the rest is kind of history, man. So, Jeff, did you, uh, uh, Mister Zelinsky? Yes. Did you do BMX bikes when you were younger? Hell yeah. Okay. I worked at Bill Glass Bicycles in Narstown. Jeff and, and I, I talk think, about BMX a bunch, man. Yeah, I think. It's kind of like a rite of passage. You have to, like... like you, motherfuckers, hey, you motherfuckers are older than me, but not by much. But I I, I, I know for a fact... He's lying. <laughs> your guys' generation was definitely 80s BMX. Oh, yeah. My and, and, like, if you didn't, like, have something to do with BMX in the 80s... You're a pussy. Do I do I, do I believe you're a part of this? Yeah, man. Well, you, either but that you or skateboarding. Either, right, and well, right, 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 right. Since but, pure juice. So, my deal is I did BMX in the late 90s. Which is still good. So I had a GT, I had a Dino, I had a Trek. I was married. Did you have an S and M? And I did not. I could not afford a Hoffman bikes. Well, and you didn't want that anyways because the guy had you know two Fs in his name. That's what I'm saying. See, that's it's exactly it. Yeah, Jeff and I talked. <laughs> I had a Kuwahara with Z rims. Yeah, dude, that was my shit. The last bike I had, I had a Dave Mira. Yeah. That's Super nice, dope. God rest, nice. God rest two, his soul, 2000, man. 2000, I think it was 2002. Yeah. 2002, I had a flat black Dave Mira. Before that, I had a TJ Lavin Specialized. Yeah, TJ, dude. Hey, tell me. Tell <laughs> I, met me Carrie, hey. I met Kerry Hart through TJ Lavin. Hey, tell me I didn't do this <laughs> without telling me I didn't do this. Well, I'll tell you what. I got something better. But, uh, hey, I had mini trucks, too. Before that, I never had a mini truck. Yes, he did. Before I could afford a really good bike, 
I had a Huffy. That's the hey, that's the twisted tea pass because I've been doing that all day. That's dumb. I had a Huffy and I used to put baseball cards or or waxed playing cards in my spokes because I wanted a chopper. Yeah. I mean, Same I did, shit. I did that as a wee lad. Yeah. And I still do it today because it sounds so cool. But the paper funny. clips fall off, or the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the clothespins would out. fall off. It was funny. I was over there talking to some people about my, like, people in choppers and motorcycles, you know, like, and the reason why we're all here is for a few people that we all know. You know this, dude, especially you, Curtis, because half of them are in your, your are both y'all's fucking deal. The Hamstars. Right. Um, you right. know, Parowitz. Like, dude, none of us would be here. Donnie Smith. Donnie Smith, of course. Marlon Ness, the god. Yeah, right. You know? Like, the fucking god. And then the redo with Jesse. You know? Like, fucking Jesse half James. these dudes wouldn't be yeah. here without Jesse James. And I, I always hey, tell I, people. I do not want to interrupt you. I want you to please keep going on. But I have to say, this is what we just said 10 minutes ago. And yeah. it's, it's the coolest fucking thing ever is... You weren't on this. You didn't have a mic. You didn't have headphones. Right. When Jeff and I were literally saying the exact same thing. Well, you're it saying. vilifies it if I just walk in out of nowhere and says this that's, shit. That's you know? that, that's exactly my thought. Is we were just saying exactly what you're saying right now, and that just uh, whatever the fucking word is. Yeah. That's what the history is. It's so funny, dude. Like I was telling these people, I used to work at a bar with Jesse. He was the doorman, and I was the fucking bartender, and I was. 19 and he was 20. <laughs> like, it's the That's craziest funny. shit ever. Well, you know, Curtis worked that, there, right? Dude, we were in SoCal, dude. A mile from <laughs> Disneyland. Living that life. And then Curtis worked at WCC, dude. Like, I worked so there crazy. for just under a year. It, that's all you could take of Jesse. That's you know what, and it, it, <laughs> like every other guy. That you know what? Here, here's what I will say. I will be that dude that says it was. A phenomenal experience. I probably I couldn't, but basically, when I was there, it was after the TV show and the this yeah. and the that. And when I was there, he was doing like his last um, Dead Man, Dead Man, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jesse James is a Dead Man. Yep. So he was doing that. So he was really. I don't want to say hands off. I do not want to say hands off because I did have to email and and have communication with him literally every day. But what ended up happening was he hired a couple... I'm going to say, I'm going to be that dude. He hired a couple goons from the import car world. Yeah. And basically, they were trying to be bean counters. And it screwed (laughs) that company up so bad. Because when I was there, it was kind of of the end of an era. Yeah. Um, and a start of a new one. Oh yeah, man! And that dude's reinvented himself, you know, a thousand so times. So when man. I got when I got hired, it was it was a really cool experience when I got hired. I got um, so I don't know if anybody else here knows besides Holt, yeah, Courtney Hollowell. Yep, he's the guy that got me my our, job at Hot Bike. Our our our, our homie in the my sky, brother, man. Our our God homie in the sky. Soul. Um, I got, I, I, I don't usually touch on this ever, but he's the one I sat on the couch where I was living. I live with a guy named Mike Alexander, who mm-hmm. was at the, at that time, the editor of Mini Truck yep, Magazine. I know Mike. And he gets a, uh, how a text is, how message. Is, how was your relationship with him? With Jesse? You or said Courtney? You, you said you lived with him. Mike? Yeah, I mean, were you guys intimate or? 
Oh, it you was mean, like twice. You mean it was like sharing. twice. You mean two, sharing two a Two times doesn't count. Uh, two times doesn't, doesn't count. count. Right. Especially right. if you punch him afterwards. <laughs> um, so we're literally sitting there, and Courtney sends Mike a text saying, hey, I know Curtis is right for the job. Yeah. Get, get, get his ass over there. I'm like, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm, I'm good with what I'm doing. And, and there was a little bit of back and forth like no you you Courtney you need to do this you need to do this you need I'm like okay he's, I'll, he's I'll go check like it that. out he's a I'll motivator go, go, for his brothers dude I'll go I'll go check it out so I do it and it wasn't directly through Jesse it was through a guy named Craig Murrow I know Craig too Craig is fucking awesome yeah, awesome man. guy Craig's the yeah. Craig is awesome and I mean, I dude, he there. was part of making sure PM yeah, and all PM, those brands yeah, were exactly. who they were. And, and the crazy thing is, I haven't seen him in years again because he's not with PM anymore. No. So no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. He's living a good life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I go there. I I, I talk with Craig. And Craig immediately brings me over to Jesse. We go over to Jesse's personal shop. Hey, look at this. Like. Uh, Okay, what do you know? Yada yada yada. And I tell him, he's like, "Okay, are you good with the pay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that." And he's like, and he and he looks at Craig and he's like, "What days you start?" Right. I'm like, "Okay, wow. cool." And uh, we did we did that, and that was I mean it was it was that it, I don't want to say simple, but it was that seamless. Yeah. And uh, I was there for just under a year, and then again he hired corporate bean counters and those the same kind of well i mean everything deal, everything Curtis, we hear you know this dude right like, that's that's exactly it's it. a labor of love no matter right. how corporately you think you can be in the motorcycle yep. industry especially the custom and performance motorcycle segment of the harley davidson industry right. you have to love it yep. you have to fucking live it like it's well, not a lifestyle it's a life oh well and, and that's exactly. exactly it and that's where i mean i think it has I, to come I, first i, I genuinely oh, yeah. believe i haven't talked to jesse since i worked there yeah. and uh, from what i see social media wise here from you know different things he's back to like i worked there in the fucked up era yeah um, I believe, from what I see and hear, he's back to doing what he did before I was there. I agree, man. Um, he's just living his so deal. That's, so that's fantastic. Um, I'm thankful for that job, that opportunity, doing what we did, you know, and things like that. And, and it gave me a different outlook on things, but... It was a what you've done since then, dude. Right. Like, quartering markets, bro. Like, making shit happen. And we try. You do, man. It's all you can do. So, it was, and again, it was one of those things. I don't, I very, very rarely talk about uh, my time there, but it was one of those pivotal, okay, I did it. It was a learning experience. It was different. Like, how many, I, there was a lot of people that ran through the doors there, but. Yeah. A lot is still not a lot in what we do. Not in the corporate world, right? Per se. So, and you know, that's the thing. Like, I had a huge. I didn't have a falling out with Jesse. I had a falling out with the bean counters that he hired. Yeah, the people didn't know fuck all about motorcycles and, and how exactly, they went together yeah. and what care it took yeah. to put them together. So, you know, and that's the whole thing, and that's where. You, you know, gonna say? Are you gonna say you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? You always always say, you know, if you're Minnesota. That's right. Bless you. 
God Curtis has got allergies. That's right. He's got hay motherfucking fever. That's five. Five, you six, do six seven. seven. At eight, I punch you in the face. Oh, Donkey no. punch. <laughs> well, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, how do we wrap this up? we got to leave at seven. It's already 7.35. Is it? No, we're an hour. Know. You're an hour different. You're an hour different. Oh, no. That's East right. Coast, Jeff. Yeah. Sorry. 6.35. That's, that's right. That's hand, like me 11, that, hand me that 12. Coca-Cola Holy watch, shit. and I'll, I'll retime it for you, and you'll that's never okay. get that bitch back. When I just saw how much this has gone up since I bought it for myself, I could not believe. I have a Pepsi one, dude. And the I, best investment and in the world. sits in a drawer. Ah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? It's crazy. That's like 16 sneezes, Curtis. Yeah. You're like my older brother. Let's talk Let's talk about the V-Twin Visionary show coming up. Yes. Let's talk about that. So, I don't know if you all people out there in, in uh, motorcycle land know we do a... Uh, V-Twin Visionary USA Tour. It's a 36-stop tour across the United States. Yikes. We do uh, shows here, there, and everywhere, and we are in Milwaukee this time and uh, having a bunch of fun with a great amount of friends. And, 20. And uh, two of my best partners, Hoffman and, and Jeff at NAMS, are, are here in full effect, and uh, we're all for sure aiming on going to Tennessee and riding some motorcycles. And just having fun together. It's a year-end wrap-up, and it's the, the, you know, it's the uh, Smoky Mountain tour 21. that we do. 21 and, uh, sneezes. He's sage. Dude. Your, your podcast name is going to be Sneeze. I'm going to call you Sneeze McGee. <laughs> Arr. So, speaking of that, yes. um, I'm definitely coming to that. Yes. It's the week before Biketoberfest. Yeah. Curtis, are you, are six you partaking? To the, six to nine. I will be there, and we're going to go to Applebee's. Yes. I was going to say, if you wanted to... I need some to, riblets. Ew. <laughs> I cannot stand Applebee's. I literally... I don't think I've ever... I've eaten an Applebee's like two two girlfriends ago, dude. And I've been married for seven years. I think I'd rather eat at 7-Eleven. They do have... I'd rather eat the Flying J. Those or whatever. Flying J because they got fried burritos there. That's oh, amazing. man. But when it comes out, it's... It's a disaster. It's a fright. Yeah. So let's do a uh, let's do a DJ shout out. Jeff Holt right here at the uh, Harley dealer in Milwaukee. The name of this Harley dealer, right? It, it always escapes me for House some reason. House of Harley House of Davidson. Harley. House of Harley Davidson. We're jamming live right here in the parking lot with. That's right. Curtis Hoffman, Jeff G. Holt of V Twin Visionary, and uh, coming up to... next we have Santana. I thought it was Foreigner. <laughs> Maybe it was Ario Speedwagon. I, I hope it's fucking Slayer. How about Pantera? Yes. The That'd walk. be awesome All to right. see. Yeah, it would be. So, hey, love you guys. See you in hell. Biker shit. Assalamu alaikum. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, gents. Can we go to Applebee's now? Oh, we've had a great yeah. time. So, I truly uh, appreciate you guys coming on here and. Uh, I know we had a blast, um, small freaking world with all the people we've seen and Love get it. to know people. Um, like I said, me being new to the uh, performance industry, I didn't realize how uh, how close knit everything is compared to if you go to just a traditional Harley Davidson dealership. Oh, it's way different, man. It is. We're like a big happy family. It's it's awesome. The Every- most dysfunctional family. <laughs> but we're not mad at each other like normal families. Which I, is am, I do not like Jeff Holt. No. Curtis is way too tall for me. Yeah, Curtis. And I think right his carbon fiber is way too light. He, so like, he does like my dad bod, though. Okay. 
You're such a douche. <laughs> but um, <laughs> must be nice to be young, Curtis. Yeah. No, no, no. Say that's a Grady because I'm almost as old as you. You're not almost as old. Dude, as I'm older than you, Jeff. I know. What? What are you? Fifty-two, right? Fifty-three. Hey, I'm fifty-one. Hey, he's Jeff. 53. Jeff Holt does still dye his beard. Do you? No. Oh, I dye the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> do you? <laughs> okay. My wife fucking hates me because I do it. And I was like, so here's the deal. I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop. And then it looked like a snow cone, dude, because it was like white and then shit brown and then regular brown. And I was like, I can't handle this. All right, so here's here's a good story. So I used to go to a good ass barber like years ago. <laughs> Haven't gone for like four years. I can tell. Go there, get a good haircut again. I walk in, she's like. It, I was like, if I die and breed or whatever the fuck she said, right? Like, she, a, I woman, seen, a woman is not a barber. Oh, dude, she's fucking yeah. amazing. But, yeah. No. Shout her out. Dude, not even gonna lie. Then no. you, okay, so barber, not barber, whatever. Your hairstylist. She's a hairstylist. Now, well, she's she's a, in, in the state of Minnesota, I'm gonna get she's technical as fuck here. I'm gonna get technical here. If Whatever. you can use a straight blade in the state of Minnesota, you're a barber. You're a barber. No, either that or she was in the military or she was in prison. But you hey. still have to have a license. I hope she hey, was hey. in prison. Oh, me too. Prison. So bitch. I walk in. She's like, as I die and breathe, I haven't seen you. Blah blah. Remembers me. And I get the she. The first thing she says when I sit in the chair, holy fuck, you got gray. Oh, wait a minute. Dear. Wait a minute. You got to be fucking kidding me. So, so, you're not so bald, brother. So well, that's what she keeps saying to me. I'm like, you got. Uh, yeah, like she's like, yeah, you skip. She said the same thing I say to everybody. You skipped gray and you went straight to white. I'm like, let's Thank just you. let's just clear the air. Are you sure it's a she and it's not a a shim? Oh yeah. Okay. Because yeah, we're not in Pennsylvania. No, but you know you're in the Midwest. You know what they say, right? Tell me. You ain't got no horns, boy. But the new El Diablo Harley Davidson does. Yes, it does. Oh, right on its logo. Oh. Good point. Good point. But I was thinking of the Primus song. Hey, did we touch on that? Did, did Jeff Holt tell us his opinion on that motorcycle? I think I saw a post. As long as it wasn't fucking gray or fucking black, I'm down with it. Do you like the horns? I kind of like the horns. It looks like the Monsters, Inc. logo. It made me happy. I'm like a big... That's, that's I'm, going I'm like, after the younger demographic. I'm like a giant... Does Grady want one? So here's... A, okay, so Grady has a lowrider ST. Okay. Grady said if I give him 15 grand for his lowrider ST, he will go in and spend 35 grand on a Diablo. I kind of like that. I Me think too. that's a lie. See, this you is know, why I have good friends. This guy puts a lot of words in my mouth. I'm going to have to fact check that one to say that is not true. Uh, what else is he is putting in your mouth? Facebook that's now. what I, I want to know, Grady. put some dick in that mouth, too. <laughs> I don't know. I like the bike. I think factory colors, they look fucking great. Here, here's I, what, And I'm a big fan of Pixar. So here's what I'm going to say about that bike. <laughs> Win-win. I do I do like the bike. The, I have, you got a I, friend in me. I have, I'm going to be your friend in you. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling that somebody wants us to get off this podcast quick. The hey, everybody start to stand up. Hey, look at Jeremy. Look at him. Look at him. Just sexy beast walking. Look at him. Strutting, strutting. Jeremy, show us your tits. Or not. Yes. Oh, my God. That's a white motherfucker. And they're green. He is totally a millennial. Fully tattooed on his arms, nothing in the middle. So I, I have I, I have two things to say about the new, well, three things. Three things to say about the El Diablo. Yes. One, I think it's a, well, okay, four. One, it is a cool motorcycle. Yes. Two, the, the horns are terrible. I like them. You would. Horny motherfucker. That's right. 
Ask my, ask my what wife and yeah, my three? business partner because that trailer was three? shaking so, this morning. So, so, do I have to talk to Dave about how horny you are? He was like, I thought I had the spins this morning. You were just fucking your wife in the trailer. Uh, so, number three, this fucking guy. That bike literally sh- happened. Uh, this bike should have been a 2023, not a 2022. Well, they do mid year drops, bro. But the year it's denomination. The year September. denomination. They want to claim that it's based off of the 1983. Why didn't you make it a 40th anniversary bike? Because they got a bunch of 40th coming that have what? probably a, a seamless integration of what? colors and styles. But tell me how many more FXRTs you would sell because it's a 40th anniversary. I don't care, and I don't... Nobody cares I, I, anymore. Their demographic is so twisted right now. Well, I just want them to drop bikes when they come out, exactly. dude. I don't but, care. And then, all right, then right. my other... They don't my, need to be seasonal, man. My other gripe is... Hey, I can, hey did you Curtis, see? I can get a motherfucking pumpkin latte right now, and it's fucking September 1st. No, it's September 2nd, isn't did it? Did you see yeah, what September they 2nd. did? The, the, so, uh, guess what? If Harley wants to drop a goddamn bike early, I can at least have my pumpkin spice latte. And I'll bet you guys both right now, next year in August, you'll be able to get a fucking uh, pumpkin you, spice latte. Did you yes. see what they short abbreviated that bike? No. You didn't see it? No. F-X-R-S-T. That's sacrilege. That's not right. Oh, you guys are being bitches. No. Oh, dude, I'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> anti I am not you, anti that bike. Are you saying thing. that because of your affiliation or are you saying that because of your heart? I'm saying that because dude the FXR has been dude, completely it, fucked dude, over here's the and deal. stolen from the whole time. I it doesn't am, matter anymore. Hey, it Jeff, does matter. I, I no, am not dude. I am not saying that against the motorcycle. It is one of my quote unquote whatever. I think it's a pet motherfucker. I I love the bike. I am not going to be that dude oh, that says, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. I'm Harley not will that never dude. come out with another FXR ever again. No, but that's they fine. Call but, but, don't they call soft, but don't call a soft tail an FXR. Why? They call the dyno soft tail and a soft tail a dyno. No, 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 no. The soft tail rides better than a dyno. I know. And an FXR. <laughs> right, but we won't talk I about gonna, that. I, you know, I'm talking about it right now. Dude, I will. Remember, absolutely. I'm the guy in 2017 that almost got killed for that. I got death dude. threats for telling everybody, sell your Dynas, sell your FXRs. Dude, your I bikes am, aren't shit anymore. Well, I am right there fucking with you. Until I will you go ride on one, until you, honestly, until you 100%. ride a soft tail, dude, you, uh, you will be blown away. I will oh, go no, completely, completely on record. For everybody that says an FXR is the best riding Harley ever. Yeah, if you came off a chopper. If you were born in 1953. Right. If you were around in the 80s and, and early 90s. Luckily, Jeff yes. knows how to rewire the motherfuckers because they were the horriblest wiring. I don't know, man. Ever. My harness from NAMS Shut on my it. FXR. <laughs> Can you turn the mic off? Was amazing. Absolutely no, amazing. I agree with you. Oh, until I'm you saying, ride dude, a those new gigantic soft plastic plugs, <laughs> dude, my dude, yeah, here, it, I, I want to say this: in 1982, an FXR was the best riding Harley Davidson ever. It was the best shovel head ever. And then a Virago came and out. And then no, no, no. And then in '91, <laughs> and, in, and in '91, I'm, I'm saying, so, in, I'm saying Harley. In '91, when the Dyna came out. That surpassed the fucking FXR. Agreed. And in fucking 2000... And the baggers still rode like shit. Right. In 2017, 18... What the fuck year was it for Softail? 17, 18, 18. 18. In 2018, 
Harley Davidson, as much as we can all complain or praise them. I was not complaining the day I rode that first bike. Absolutely not. As much as we can all say whatever we want to say about them, Harley Davidson would not have came out with the Dyna if it wasn't superior to the FXR. Right. Harley Davidson wouldn't have came out with the Softail if it was superior to the Dyna. It's called bottom growth. fucking line. It's progression. And I don't care what you say, dude. The ST is the one of the most moving bikes that has it's been fucking out cool. forever since Rushmore Baggers. It's since fucking Emmett cool. Since Emmett Rushmore Baggers it's changed the bagger game. 100%. The ST has changed 100%. the little bike game. 100%. But I, I don't want one. I I, 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 I have baby bags. I have three of them. But give have me one. Baby give me one, and I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I, I won't buy one. Hey, I so can't. we're bu- we're building Grady's baby bagger. Hashtag baby bagger. I like it. No, I no, say Burberry on the side. I hope so. glasses. Burberry. No, I, I mean that that is my. Is it going to be plaid? It's called like a tan it's, it's plaid it's, with red striping. I already know. I already know a guy that did a Burberry plaid soft tail. Okay, let's get off the subject. <laughs> His name is Midge, bro. Dude, I think we took over the microphones here. No, you're good. Right, these guys want to go home. We're going to sign out. Hey, man, let's just get off the shit, man. I'm out. Hey, Love you, dogs. Love peace Thanks, and hair grease. Thanks. See you now, boys. So that concludes uh, Well, actually we're going to keep this episode going um, As this episode goes on through the weekend This is going to be episode 8 um, This is going to be the House of Harley And then the uh, Bagger Racing League uh, Tomorrow uh, We are actually uh, having pit passes We're going to be talking to a lot of great guys um, In the race that, uh, Tomorrow And uh, you know we'll have Oh uh, Lucky Strike Design signing off. There we <laughs> there go. go. So we we appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, listening to this episode. This is our uh, you know knock on wood our first podcast where we haven't had true technical difficulties like we have in the past. And shout the fuck out to these guys for talking as long as they did. Yeah. I mean we 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 just got a lot of banter, a lot of shit on there that that we didn't expect to get. A lot of people that we didn't get. Uh, you know, along along with everyone else who's already already jumped on board on our podcast but you know we got to just today you know we got hoffman designs you got yep. lucky strike you got v-twin visionary um a, a, other guys that i didn't even catch because they were on and off and you know shout me and matt did not expect to get this big you know and so no we uh we shout the fuck out to those guys um also to uh rosette speed technology uh, you know he's he's doing some great stuff up there with the tuning of the bikes. Yep. Um, up in Michigan, uh, you know he, he jumped on board to do a little sponsorship with us, trying to test it out. Um, so you know here's our here's our first uh, big shout out to Rosette. Um, you know I hit, hit him up on Instagram. Um, the dude the dude can tune anything, metric bikes, V twins, anything. Yeah, and uh, shout out to our sponsor uh, Stinger Trailer. We actually as we were walking through, um, we saw one of their uh, trailers today in person. Uh, got. To, Badass design, I have to say. Oh, yeah, they did great. Um, you know, one day, you know, T-Rex and I will go that route on getting it. I think it will be a, a good investment. Um, and when T-Rex and I have talked before about being such a small world, I actually ran across um, someone that I follow on YouTube. Big influencer for me just because of how he builds his bikes and how he rides. But shout-out to the honorary one. Uh, if you're listening, man, I appreciate you taking the time and talk with me today. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day we'll get some more people on the podcast. And, you know, again, 
open up for suggestions too. So that goes, uh, that's it for this Friday here at the House of Harley with your host, Goose and T-Rex. Tuning back in to Two Wheels One Way, Episode Eight. Uh, yesterday we were over at the House of Harley talking to uh, a few vendors out there, and uh, now today we're on to the Bagger uh, Bagger Racing League uh, here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So fuck yeah! So who do we got today? Who's the Who's the f- first two on? Who's going to introduce first? What's up, everybody? It's Moose. And uh, directly to my right is uh, lighthearted, light voice Bob. Light-hearted. Throwing me under the bus already. All right, so <laughs> that uh, quick. Yeah, my name's Bob. Uh, the average life of Bob on Instagram. Out here racing today in ATU and Big Twin, going pretty well through qualifying. So uh, hopefully we can put that on the box after the races today. Fuck yeah! What time do you go out? So I will be racing in the AT or Big Twin class at 2:10, and then at 3:20 I will be racing in ATU. So Big Twin is FXR, Dyna, Softail, uh, and then the ATU class is everything but the Bagger GP bikes. So we'll see how I can stack up against a built FTR 1200 and a Pan America and a Turbo Bagger. It'll be a, a good time. Hopefully, be able to put it in third there and, and beat Rusty. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be something to do both classes. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have to ask you this because coming into the performance scene myself, um, I'm starting to learn a lot more. And I, I have to ask, what got you into this side of the house uh, with racing and then the performance side? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, so back about five years ago, I was living in Milwaukee and one of my really good friends from growing up, uh, his name's Brendan. He was very into road racing and was watching and watching and always going to, you know, Moto America races. And he decided, Hey, we should take our bikes out on the track. At this point in time, I had like the club style esque, like wannabe SOA friggin' Dyna that had progressive suspension front and rear and a 15 inch rotor on one side and 12 inch bars and i was like yeah sure let's go let's see how this works no one was uh really out doing it at that point at least not in this area i mean you got joker and you got tony and you got eric the the guys out west that were kind of pioneering it and i just seen the videos uh of them out there on a harley and i was like i guess it can be done so let's go try it out uh i go out and scrape my pegs all the way down to the mounts and you know, realized my suspension's awful and I have no braking power at all and I had a stock 103 in it and that's kind of when I went off the deep end and said, all right, how can I make this thing fast? I want to at least be able to beat, you know, SV650s and lightweight bikes and, and that kind of stuff. So it's been a, been a journey since there and several motors and suspension and all that, but been able to try out a lot of it and kind of know what works. So what's next as far as are you going, you're going up any higher? Are you going to go to the, the full baggers or anything like that? Uh, not not at this point, unless someone uh, is really generous and wants to give me a bagger to ride, I will happily oblige. Um, but I don't have any plans right now to build a bagger, uh, maybe do a frame swap, because I'm actually currently on a wide glide frame. So for those of you talking smack about wide glides out there and saying they're slow, come out to the racetrack and see if you can beat me. That's right. <laughs> so what are you doing out here today, Moose? Well, I'm out here supporting Cody Milton. So Cody, uh, earlier this year, he ended up 
picking up a um, like a 2017 police street glide something anyway he just basically put it out there he's like I just got this bike and he put pictures up and then like right after that he says and I'm selling all this shit off of it because I want to go race it <clears throat> he rode it about 150 miles and I was like well he's Texas guy he's like I'm going to support him who's already racing the sporty so I'm just here for mechanical support emotional support uh, fucking like it's one of those things Cody likes to show up to the track and just wind up working on his shit the whole time he's the best looking umbrella grill on the grid on the grid all fucking day I mean, if I had my long hair, I'd be looking really great. But I think that's what's cool about it is because I met you at HPI. So, like, to come down here and see the same guys doing this stuff, it's like that's the best of both worlds for us. I love I love getting into it. And every every layer of, like, the performance bagger scene, it's just, like, everybody's doing something in, in every aspect of it. So I think that's what's the coolest shit about this. Well, and back in the, uh, the height of the big wheel day, you know, we used to go all over the country and do this shit called a hot bike tour. And so everybody would show it up swinging as big of a dick of horsepower as they could and most of them had bikes that didn't benefit from it but <clears throat> even at that time there were a whole bunch of guys like kendall johnson and shit like that that were building mega fucking horsepower bikes and everybody was getting more involved in suspension but there was a huge conversation that had a lot to do with like advertiser index and what was happening with um like the the magazine's ability to earn revenue and we all kind of had a conversation that had a lot more to do with what 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 does the magazine lack and the lack of things were performance index as far as the advertisers would go so we all started focusing more on building performance bikes that actually had performance minded parts and it was really really early in what became this whole performance movement there were a whole bunch of companies that were doing it and <clears throat> I'm glad to see the progression because I mean I never got involved in motorcycles saying I want to build big wheel fucking baggers and put 30 inch wheels on shit but I'm a math nerd so I was able to look at it and be like, this is the correct parts and this is how we make it. And, you know, I've, ever since I fucking got involved, all I wanted to do was see people go fast and do shit. Because I came up in the automotive industries building, like, off-road race cars and rock crawlers and desert race cars and shit like that and drag cars. So with just natural instinct, even hot rods that I fucked with, it was like, how much horsepower can we put in a fucking car that can't handle it? But, you know, motorcycles, the same shit. I mean, I've got a stock 88 in that bike, but I treat it like it's a fucking way bigger motor, and it looks at me every time I get on it like, please be nice. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> you kept up that night. That's just a stock 88? Yeah, it's just a stock 88. Holy shit. Stock 88 with a pipe and a fucking tuner on it. I've got a freaking Thunder Max on it. And, uh, hey, shout out Millhouse. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jake and Millhouse are my dudes, but yeah, no, there's no, um, there's no slowing down on that thing. It does have... The rear pulley is a oversized pulley just because it's an inch and eighth conversion uh, on the pulley side. So I could put the, I got a 165 in the rear, you know, it's 2002, so it just squeezes the fuck in there. But on the highway, that thing's got all kinds of fucking gear. Once I hit third gear, that bike just fucking goes and goes. I mean, that, the average cruise speed on that bike is like, when I'm not paying attention, 90, 95 to 100 fucking miles Holy an hour. Shit. And That's everybody, awesome, everybody else with the five speed and the fucking 88 is like, oh, my bike is dying. My FXR, I can't fucking handle that shit. And I'm like, really? Like, I just never experienced that problem. And there's nothing done to it otherwise. That's wild. I felt that way on a stock 103. I went from an 88 to a 103, and I thought I was, like, out on the bagger, bagger racing league, you know, lining up. But that was a big step, you know. And then you get on that stock 103, and it's like, oh, fuck, man, I have to do something to this. 
So how, is that how it started for you? Like, what'd you do after your 103, like your stock one? So I actually went two years uh, just working on suspension, geometry, brakes, all of that handling. Uh, the way I looked at it is if I can figure out how to ride a slow motor fast, then I'll be a lot faster on a fast motor. So went two years on the racetrack, just suspension, front and rear. So Olin's in the front, Olin's in the rear, lift the bike up, get the pegs back, get the pegs up, try and get ground clearance, get 17s on it, better brakes. Um, all of that stuff, just really focus on handling. And then finally I was at a point where it's like, okay, I can grab a fistful of throttle as soon as I have my direction and not even worry about pushing the rear tire at all. I think it's time for some power. So uh, at that point, built bottom up, dark horse bottom end, cams, uh, built a 113 first, that one blew up, built a 113 again, that one blew up, uh, got to a 117, and that one's been together, so the guys over at Two Boss Performance, which is actually in Muskego, not too far from where we're sitting right now at the Milwaukee Mile, they were they were fantastic, helping me out, getting a motor put together, they, they came from the drag race world, but also had involvement back in the 883 racing days, and they're, they're just a wealth of knowledge over there, so uh, bike's been running great, and it's feeling good today. Awesome. That's what you want to hear. So when it comes to the people that are listening, and even including myself with handling curves and things of that nature, what has built your confidence up? Like, what got you to hit the curves that you do? I think, honestly, the, the biggest thing is, is practice and practice with, with purpose. Um, getting out to a racetrack is something that is great for people that don't even want to race. I mean, if you go out and do a track day, just a novice group, just get the gear that you need. It's really easy to pass tech. Get your bike out to a racetrack and just feel what it's like in a controlled situation and how your bike handles. You learn so much about it in one day at the racetrack that you can't really learn on the street because you're like, oh, is there going to be gravel around this turn? Is there going to be a car coming crossing the double yellow? Is a deer going to run out in front of me? There's so many variables that you can't control. You get on a, out on a racetrack, you're doing the same 8 to 12 turns over and over for 15 minutes eight times in a day right so you know hey when i go to turn in right and it's tight and it looks kind of like this this is what i do this is what the bike's gonna do this is how i can change my line this is how much brake pressure i need this is how much throttle i can give out of the corner um and you don't realize how fast you start going by the end of the day when you get back on the street you're like oh shit speed limits don't apply anymore yeah. like it's I caution about- <laughs> caution 35 for the left hand turn and you're like i'm going 70 and it doesn't feel fast yeah. like what's going on here so I, that was a question i actually had for you was like how how can how do you adapt from not going from the street to here but from here to the street like is that hard um it's a little tough i i think i'm much more worried about risk as I go back onto the street from being on the racetrack and being in the controlled situation. Um, I'll push it a little bit here and there, but I'm never over 60-70% on the street anymore even if the guys are out, out ripping and trying to you know get in the back roads or down at the tail or, or doing something like that. Um, I can keep up pretty well riding a little bit off pace but I don't like to push it on the street anymore because I can see what can go wrong and I can get all that out at the racetrack. That is the best of both worlds for us. We don't have anywhere to go like that, so we are on the street going as fast as we can. So that makes that's a great mindset that you, I don't think of, obviously. But yeah, that's that's smart. Well, and anymore nowadays, there's a lot of us that have had friends that we lost because we have that group of friends that like to ride super hard and aggressive, and they ride canyons or back roads and shit like that. And I mean, I've spent a handful of time in Tennessee, and it's beautiful roads, man. But it's blind curve after blind curve after blind curve, and you've got some dude pulling his fucking tractor across the road 
and you're coming around a corner doing 65, 70 miles an hour, you only have one t choice is to not go where you want to go. And you got to pick where that exit is, and sometimes that exit is not favorable either for your bike or your body. Sometimes you don't have a fucking choice, man. It gets real sketchy out there. So but I know a lot of guys that spend more time on the track and they quit riding on the street because they're like, I really like riding motorcycles fast. This means a lot to me, but I really scared of riding on the road because I don't want to fuck myself up which when people first start riding the track like oh right racing sounds great but I don't want to fuck myself up <laughs> it's, yeah it's we're literally talking about the opposite right now like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's controlled I mean that's that's the biggest difference you look around this racetrack there's air fence that's out things can go wrong don't get me wrong things can go wrong at the racetrack absolutely but most tracks have a lot of runoff uh this one not so much this kind of feels like riding through through a city a little bit in some of the areas it's it's pretty tight but they've done a good job of making it as safe as possible and getting air fence out there and having corner workers to tell you hey there's something in the road and you know if something were to go wrong there's an ambulance two minutes away yeah, you're not rushing to a hospital on a back road exactly we actually hit the uh what was it the chalahua skyway and uh oh, what's the other one out there Charahala. The, the, yeah, the, yeah the blue ridge we did all that we had a guy who actually uh, came around a blind curve hit a deer and so same thing you know you're not you're not going to do that out here obviously so you know? something about deer which is like super interesting for anybody that's ever hunted <clears throat> you do everything to make sure that your clothes don't smell you fucking put shit on your body so that your body sweat doesn't fucking smell you hide you're quiet you do all that fun shit and then you sit there and then all of a sudden a piece of bark falls off your tree stand it hits the ground and the deer that you've been stalking for the last three months runs the fuck away but somehow when it's time to fucking ride past dark all the deer go, dude, the grass right next to the highway sounds like a fucking good meal. Let's go have one. Let's, and then there's fucking semi-trucks <laughs> running by at a top fucking speed, and they just look at you like, what's up? We're I, not supposed to be here. <laughs> I feel like deers are just naturally just stoked. That's yeah, their yeah, mindset. Yeah, that's their mindset. Yeah, they're just high all the time. And paranoid fucking high. <laughs> yeah, like, what the, and then what? they get in the middle of the road and say, like, hey, no, I'm going to either run back to where I was or go forward. I'm going to stop and stare at the headlight. I hit a deer in my truck on the way to California with the kids. We were doing Thanksgiving last year, and it was right outside of Flagstaff. There was a freaking truck on the right that stopped. The car in the middle lane stopped. I saw the deer go in front of the car but behind the truck. The truck leaves the car started to accelerate i'm doing like 35 creeping up to the car and i'm like oh i'm clear so i go to freaking accelerate no the car was nudging the fucking deer that was in front of it squatted down so it'd get out of the way it jumped in front of me and my kids sitting in the front seat the head of the deer hits the fucking headlight i see his antlers go flying through the air and all i'm thinking the whole time don't give a shit about the deer i'm just like i hope those antlers land in my truck <laughs> Like, I would totally, I I would totally accept that. Well, I was going to see my chick who makes knives and shit, and I was like, I'm going to give that to her as a gift. <laughs> and then <laughs> the, my hits, like his head hits the, the, the headlight, his ass hits my, dry, my front door on the passenger side, and then his hooves hit the passenger rear door. So the whole left, right side of my fucking truck is destroyed for this cocksucker fucking eating grass on the side of the highway. So did you get the antler? No. Damn. Damn, bummer. So what, uh, what's the best time out here today? I mean, we're talking like 104.2. Benny yesterday spun a 103.9 on a Pan America. Wow. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely ripping. So the, the Pro Stock, or the Bagger GP bikes, I think, are mid-104s right now. Um, FS Cup bikes, there's quite a few guys that are sub-10s. 
there's a lot of four, five, sixes, a couple eights out there. Um, for Pro Stock Bagger, we're looking at like 11. just over 10. I think Arnie was at a 111, and he's on pole. I thought that Clay just took over fucking Arnie's spot. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, Clay went out there and stomped some shit, because Arnie came in after about mm, eight laps, seven laps or something like that, and then he wasn't out there anymore, and I was like, he must be confident that his fucking time was good, and then I talked to Clay, and I thought they... Some, or I talked to somebody who talked to Clay, and they're like, no, Clay is sitting in first place right now. Really? I, yeah, I, I, thought, saw him, I, I saw him Arnie, down in the 12s, 13s, and th- I didn't realize he got sub-11. I thought he was 113, Yeah. and he may have hit better than that and goes, oh, I'm good, and comes in. Tail of the tape. Yep, every fucking time. And you're talking about how people get started and get, gain their confidence, too. Like, to get on the track or to do anything, even on the street, <clears throat> you know, I recommend to all my customers when they say, hey, you know, I want to go ride my bike by Carter or do any track days or anything like that. Number one, if you don't have brakes, you ain't doing shit. Okay, so brakes is... You can't stop. You ain't got nothing. If you're going to go, you got to stop. That's number one. Number two, you got to get the rider triangle set up, which is super important. So depending on the use of your motorcycle and how you're operating it, if you're racing it, obviously your bar riser setup is going to be way different than what you do on the street if you're like riding a shit ton. You're riding in short spurts on the fucking track, so you can run a shorter bar, more aggressive, more forward-leaning, all that kind of stuff. But... Like, you want to make sure that your foot, ass, hand location, that triangle, is set up to where you're comfortable for whatever type of riding you're doing. So you do that, and then past that, your tires and your suspension come in next. So you got to make the bike stop. you got to make it comfortable. Then you got to make it freaking stay where you put it. Because you come into a corner with stock fucking suspension, the front end can oscillate and do all kinds of weird shit. And if you don't have your forks dialed in appropriately height-wise, it can freaking pivot and all kinds of twisting. And deflection is a bitch. Uh, you know, and if your spring rates aren't set up right, you don't have the right preload, you don't have uh, adjustments for compression and rebound, all those things are factors that we all fuck with and dial in every time we go to different tracks, too. So once you've done all of that, then you get better at riding and then you add horsepower if you do it any other way you're kind of like stumbling through the process well, you got a bike that's going fast that you can't handle on a curve beyond that too you don't realize if you have a bunch of power you might think you're fast out there because your bike is fast but you're slow in the corners so you get to a different track that's not point and shoot you get to a track where you got to carry some corner speed you got to get a, you get to a track that's maybe a little bit tighter you're not going to be fast anymore Right, you gotta you gotta be able to handle the bike as it is. I I would tell everyone first time you go out to the track, take a stock motor. If your motor's not built yet, that's not the first play. Yeah, don't don't go there first. Yeah, yeah, no, having horsepower doesn't win you the race. It can win you a lot of pieces of the race, but it doesn't win the entire fucking race. Because there's guys out here with some crazy fucking motors that can't ride for shit. People give me shit for that. Actually, it's funny we're talking about this because my bike is it's it's a it's a 103, but it just it's just a built bottom end. I mean, I don't have anything real blown up in it, and but I got you know Olin's in the front and rear, and dude, it is <laughs> the night and day on that bike. When I I had a just a stock front end and he'd rebuild anyways, and so when I put those uh, oh I can't think what I put in the front, I had Carol do them. Anyways, uh, the, the the this the handling is insane. I mean, it, it feels like it's on a it's like it's on a rail, you know. And I think that's to me that was way better than doing anything to my motor, anything at all. Is to make that bike feel so good in a corner has no comparison to a motor. I mean, nothing. 
Let's talk about one of the biggest factors also in motorcycling that so many people ignore is fucking tire pressure and tire condition. Yeah. <laughs> tire, tire pressure and tire condition. I don't know how many guys have come into a shop where they have fucking cords showing or the tires are fucking square. Like, yeah, in the corners, my box real jittery. I was like, you mean that point where it goes from flat to roll, like, radius edge where you're turning and all of a sudden your bike just flips over on its fucking side? It's it's stupid to me. That or you get a guy that, I mean, I, I pre-trip my bike. I rode up here from Dallas, but I pre-trip my bike like a motherfucker before I leave. I detail my bike before I leave, and that lets you see shit that's wrong with it. When you start cleaning and touching everything, you're like, oh, my motor mount's fucking blown. You know, I that's did a whole that's a good That's a good tip for people out there going across there, doing shit. There's some people that'll be like, oh, you spend more time wiping that bike down and riding it. And I'm like, no, I mean, I wipe it down so I can see if it's fucked up. Yeah. And I got 16 17 thousand miles in the last year on that bike so it's one of those things where if you don't pay attention to it you find shit that's fucked up and then i'm i'm guilty of it i rode around for the last like six months with a blown front motor mount but i just didn't have time to fuck with it but i did it before i came so you knew there's no way there's no way i'm doing it but i mean i checked my tire pressure before i left and there's nothing wrong with my rim or my tire but i mean my front tire pressure was 13 psi so like there is something wrong with my tire or my rim now that i need to figure it the fuck out like demount it scrub the fucking bead remount it you know maybe my tire has got a fucking bad beat on it shit like that but you get you get guys out there like here we religiously pay attention to our tire pressures it's important but you got the street guys that are out there trying to ride aggressive with like 18 pounds in the front tire and like they've 10 never, or 15 in the it. rear they've they're like i like that squish for the contact patch and i'm like no <laughs> no the thing that's crazy to me is like you're talking about the different styles on aggressiveness but you also want to set your bike up to where it's comfortable where it's not just aggression the whole time and i think that's what a lot of people are sleeping on on performance bikes is you know don't get me wrong the parts you put into it everyone automatically assumes oh you take that to the track but at the end of the day like you can make it comfortable for longer rides and i think a lot of people i mean you said thirteen thousand in one year right no, sir, it's incorrect. I mean, 16. It's more like 16, 5 to 17. When I get home uh, in two days, I'll be at like 17, 5. And then what bike is that on? That uh, one right there. 2002 Police Road King was a friend of my father's that passed away who was um, a Mason sheriff veteran. And uh, the bike is, was dispersed by Harley in September of 2001. So its anniversary is 9-11. And last year I rode two I rode 8,500 miles in 18 days, gave away $25,000 in parts um, to raise awareness for veteran programs. And uh, I stepped back on the property at 11-11 on 9-11, having not been there for 19 and a half years. I was there when it was a hole in the ground at, like, March 2002. And I stayed on Church Street um, for a whole week and walked up the street, looked at the hole in the ground, went and explored when I pulled back on the property for the first time in 19 and a half years, I couldn't park anywhere because there were so many people in town for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It was the 20th anniversary of this bike. And um, when I finally found somewhere to park, I happened to park right in front of the same fucking hotel that I stayed at 19 and a half years before. I grabbed my bag and started walking up the street, walked on the property at the exact same place where I was standing next to a chain link fence looking at like a six-story hole in the ground. And then uh, when I pulled my phone out to do social media and shit, it was 11-11 at 9-11. When I stepped back on the property, it was crazy. Damn. That's something. That trip last year was the cheater trip that got me all the miles. That one was uh, 
from Dallas through Tennessee, saw John Lefevre, went over, saw Millhouse and Jake over at uh, Thunder Max, and then went up to the 9-11 Memorial, then I went up to, uh, did interviews at a firehouse for two days uh, in in New York. Uh, Tommy Donnelly, you know him? Uh, So Tommy's stepfather was stationed in uh, Far Rockaway, Queens. So I spent time at his firehouse. He died two years ago from cancer, uh, from the ash fallout. And then I went up to Boston, uh, went and saw Nick at Forever Two Wheels, Maine, went over to Niagara, down to Columbus, um, Dayton, Ohio to see Padded Lead Sled. Then I went over to HPI Bike Night and then up here to Milwaukee to see Tommy. I went down to Kansas City, Colorado Springs, Zion National Park, Horseshoe Bend, um, Vegas, L.A., Fallbrook, California, where I met my future wife. Uh, <laughs> shout her out. Megan Moto Megadeth on Instagram. <laughs> Megadeth Machine. If you need knives and cheese and belts. Um, and then I went to I went, did a straight shot from from Fallbrook through Phoenix and Austin all in one. And then uh, no stops. And I mean just gas. But I was chasing a thousand miles a day. I couldn't get it in a 24-hour period. The fucking rain was killing me. And I would take a picture every hour when I was on the road so I could always, like, look back at my pictures and the timeline and try to see how many miles away that location was. Yeah. I was at, like, 970 the whole fucking time, and it was raining so hard I couldn't push past that point. But, uh, yeah, I did all that in in one one fucking shot. It's a bunch of miles, but, I mean, I've ridden it... uh, you know, Daytona Sturgis, all kinds of shit. Holy fuck. Still work like 60 so were, hours a fucking week. You were on that trip then when I met you in HPI. Mm, Was that this year? No. No, I rode up there this year. Okay, you just did that just spontaneous. Just for the fuck of it, yeah. <laughs> well, my oldest kid lives in Independence, um, Missouri. Okay. So I went and saw her and then over to HPI Bike Night and then went to the Indy 500. We got to get you to an by. HPI Bike Night. I have been to one of them last year. Okay. So I did get out there for the one that the uh, Mustang crashed at. Okay, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, Leave it to the Mustang boys. Yeah, that's that's how you remember that one. Uh, but, yeah, that's the only one. And it's, you know, it's not too far. Uh, I'm over in Toledo now, so yeah. it's pretty easy to get to. It's just every weekend seems to be spoken for this summer and driving super far thing, away though, to get a bike on the track is... Taking up a lot of time, so it's uh, haven't been able to explore as much as I've wanted to, but I've gotten to see a, a lot of racetracks and get a lot of track time, and it's it's paid off. That's awesome. So uh, so it kicks off the day. You said two o'clock, right? So I race at two. I race at two ten. The races kick off at one o'clock. So we're okay. actually coming up on it pretty quick here. Okay. Um, what time is but it? It is twelve fifteen. Okay. All right. Well, hey, let's just. Uh, you want to exit this one off? Yeah, um, we appreciate you guys taking the time and talking with us today and um, getting that exposure there. Uh, you know, kind of might hear from him again. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, definitely try to get our name out there. Um, educate both sides of the house on the the performance and hell yeah, brother side, and you know being able hell to get yeah, to buddy. talk to you guys. So I got involved in the motorcycle industry on accident in 2013. Like I just built hot rods and shit all my life, rock crawlers and shit. And the guy next door needed help welding something. And then I got involved in motorcycles officially by creating parts. Um, I'm going to say sorry right now for having developed the best short neck for the big wheel bagger industry ever uh, to all you that hate it. However, it made us a fuckload of money. But it was one of the things about the industry is that most people don't recognize is like 
there's so much comical conversation about the Hell Yeah Brother crowd, and I've had people really get upset about the Hell Yeah Brother crowd, like, oh, those fucking assholes, man, and their fucking top hats and fucking boot latches and all the shit, whatever. I'm like, man, those guys are the ones that support the industry, create all the fucking revenue so that you can have fun in this really small group of this industry that is so fucking tiny, this microcosm that we live in. They support the revenue so that the big companies can do the cool shit that we get to do. That's that's the truth on the small end of it because how many people just like meeting you, you know, just just from uh, who was it? How did how, oh Adam and Lowe. Yeah. So they they put me on to Bobby and I was like uh, I, I just hit him up one day on Instagram. But I think that's what's funny about it is we haven't met till today, but we've texted you know plenty of times. I think that's what the industry is, dude. You walk up and I don't even know how to introduce myself anymore. Do I say Cole, <laughs> my government name, or do I say my Instagram name? You know, like what do you want me to? So I was just down there. Someone's like. Hey man, you're Golden Glide. I was like, Cole's yeah. your Christian slave name. Yeah, Cole's my Christian slave name. <laughs> I know it's just the, it's the world we live in nowadays. Like you can't just say hi, my name's Moose. I'm like hi. I mean, I can because my fucking shit's just Moosecraft. But it's like how many people are just like average life of Bob, cocksucker twenty four. You know, it's like damn, he put you with cocksucker twenty four. <laughs> I'm just saying, get it, fucking roasted over here. I'm though. just saying, you know, like people don't introduce themselves to themselves anymore, which is fine with me because I've had people come up to me. I, I meet a lot of people because I travel a lot. I go to a lot of events. I've, even like when I was with Misfit, I mean, we'd set up a giant fucking NASCAR size semi truck. We'd be at events for fucking three weeks sometimes. I meet five thousand people at our event. And then it'd be six months later, and the dude would sit there standing right next to me, talking to me like we had some kind of interpersonal relationship. Like, I told him about his sister or his dog or some shit. And I'm like, I just got to a point, and and people need to learn to do this more. You just need to be okay enough to say, man, I really don't remember your name, but I'm glad you're here. What's your name again? And when you say it that way, it does. it's not as awkward. People don't be like, oh, you mean you don't remember me? But you just got done saying, I appreciate you being here. So they're like, oh, you like me. Fuck yeah. My name's David. <laughs> David, we met you back in 2014. That's sure a lot better than, wait, who the fuck are you again? Yeah, yeah because that shit comes off rude as fuck. And they're like, oh, so like, remember that one time we talked for like three fucking hours? That one time at that rally where you talked to another 10,000 people? And you're like, no. No, I don't. No, I'm sorry, bro. I've slept, got high, and drunk since then. Amen. Well, like I said, guys, I I really do appreciate you stepping on the podcast, talking with us a little bit, and don't want to hold you guys up too uh, too much. And thanks for having us here, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Letting us hang out at the booth and everything. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. This is a community space. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Thank you guys as well for putting the podcast together, bringing more exposure to all the different areas of the industry. I mean... The more ears we can get listening, the more people we can get into it, the easier it is to get support from the vendors and all that stuff. So if uh, anyone listening to this is out in Biketoberfest, we'll be out at Bagger Racing League out there as well on the old Daytona Speedway. So hopefully we see you out there. And if you are in Milwaukee, which hopefully you already saw this because it's probably coming out after this weekend. Are you still running Olin's? I'm still running Olin's. So I've got Nick's 22 in the front. And then I've got the uh, black line piggybacks in the rear. I don't remember what the number is. And then i got two-inch extensions in the rear as well. So So you know Carol? You heard of Carol Burks? Um, I have I have not ever worked okay. with them before He's, at all, but there's a there's a guy actually in Wisconsin P501. Uh, his name's Stefan, and he does all the suspension for suburban as well. He does a lot of the the suspension for the sport bike guys that are out at the racetrack, and so he helped me out with the the Olins on my bike. Awesome man, yeah. Oh yeah, any shout out to your guys sponsors? 
Yeah, any sponsors you want to shout out? So uh, thanks again to Two Boss. Uh, they sent two mechanics out here with me today, so I'll have uh, a couple people helping me support in the in the pits, which is absolutely massive. Uh, thanks to Outcast Culture as well. Screaming Speed and Fab, good old Steve. He likes to try and help everyone shout out, out even if it's a couple bucks here and there. He's got a, an extra couple bucks, and he's happy to throw it around and support the other races right on, on the grid. So that's that's massive. And then carry over at Motorcycle Supply. I mean, he was huge in the beginning of this. He was one of the first guys that started helping me out, and uh, I really, really do appreciate that support and helped me get here today. Awesome, man. Well, we're happy to be here, too. And- go for it. I want to go ahead and break off. Uh, I want to just first off say thanks to my mom for having sex with my dad so I could be here today. Uh, that's pretty significant in my life. Um, it's kind of the antithesis. But, no, honestly, like, we really do – we're in, like, this beggar mode, not begging mode. It's like, hey, can I get help? And so it's difficult. So, yeah, we really appreciate our sponsors. I mean, I'm out here supporting Lindahl um, because they support Cody. And so we've got Charles out here. Uh, we help work on his bike a little bit before we left the shop. But, uh, you know, like Horsepower Inc., uh, Jimmy's always big help for a lot of stuff. Uh, he's somebody I can call when it comes to tuning and whatnot. He's super helpful. Obviously, Millhouse and Jake over at Thunder Max. Um, we're not sponsored by, but we're supported by Olin's in a big way. And um, dudes take to, take good care of us. <clears throat> Obviously, um, you know, Lindahl with the brakes and all that kind of stuff really make things happen. Um, you know, Clockworks. we got the bagger that's going to be debuting at... Uh, in uh, Daytona, didn't you get you gonna be in Daytona? Yeah, we'll be in Daytona, uh, Biketoberfest. We've got Cody will be racing uh, the bagger that we're putting out right now. Currently getting painted by Metroplex Customs back home. Um, you know, we've got Nams as a sponsor. Also, they've got a new harness that just came out. That's a standalone harness that they worked in conjunction with Thundermax to create a new ECU for, so that you don't have to have a full bagger harness. You can remove a lot of weight out of a bike really fast. Super, super important piece for the race industry because we want to take as much weight off of it as we can and they got rules and restrictions on um what we can put on the bike and what we can take off the bike so like you can't add any extra sensors you can't do a like telemetry and all that kind of shit here they don't allow it um it's different for other sanctions but uh having something like that where you don't have to just gut a wiring harness and it's just a plug and play application man you drop 15 pounds on a bike say 15 pounds at least in a heartbeat that fucking harness is hefty and uh, knowing that it's supported by not only NAMS, but supported by uh, Thunder Max. Obviously, the guys over there know what they're doing. They're super intuitive when it comes to uh, making the dots connect electrically. And then, um, you know, we just we work and hustle our asses off trying to freaking make as much money to spend it as irresponsibly as possible on parts that end up being used once or twice. I mean, like... Throw them away after you're done. You fucking buy a <laughs> set of tires, you use them like three times, and you throw them the fuck away. You know, and that's it. And you're... We've got uh, all-city homes in uh, San Antonio area. The dude takes care of us and buys one set of tires at least per per race. So that's handy um, for every, like, destination race, not track days and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, four or $500 buys a set of tires that you use three times for all you homies out there that like to bitch about tire prices. Yeah, try <laughs> like, doing that. We legit, <laughs> legitimately could use, like, a $5,000 a year sponsor just for tires. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah, just thinking about just tires. Well, and like oil. Yeah. Like oh yeah, oil. how much oil do you go through? Uh, we every fucking race. We change the oil every race. You do it so that you can inspect your bottom end, look and see if there's Shavings, any debris, yeah. shaving stuff like that. Cody, when we were in Utah, um, we ended up dropping our ignition. He lost the rear cylinder. Was racing on it a single cylinder for at least a whole lap. Came back in, worked on the bike, or no, it was, he was qualifying. 
uh, came back in, and then um, we ended up re- re- fixing the problem. We didn't know that it was that right away. We thought it was something else. We kind of troubleshoot our way through it. Got the ignition replaced. His exhaust kind of wraps around the nose cone, and uh, we we converted that to an external model, module now. But he raced, uh, qualified third on two laps, got stuck in the grid on sixth, which is fine because you're technically behind the inside lane. You know, you just dart between and end up in second or third place right away. Held on to fourth with a broken fucking piston and raced that whole fucking race. We didn't find out till we were done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was on a brand-new motor that was like $3,500 that we had to then buy another, like, $1,600 top end and gut that motor and flush the cases and all that shit and rebuild it last week and then put it all together to get it here for this weekend. And then we're here tuning the carburetor with Electron. Big shout-out to Electron Carburetors for all you that want to, like, brag about Makunis and say how wonderful they are. I just want to know when's the last time one of the people that own that company stopped what they were doing on their personal time and talked to you on the phone to tell you how to tune your carburetor. And everybody goes, well, it's good you'll have to tune a Makuni. Whatever. It happens. Whatever. It happens sometime when you're racing. You're trying to optimize everything. You do fuck with shit. And uh, the gentleman that owns Electron Carburetors yesterday is in Colorado at 12,000 feet testing and tuning new carburetors for the motocross industry and he got on the phone personally with us to make sure that our carburetor on this fucking bike at this race is working appropriately. Shout out to them, dude. Fucking, that's Electron. That is crazy. That is, that's beyond customer fucking Yeah, that's, that takes it a whole other step. And it's companies like that that support this industry that, you know, like Jacob Milhouse. Those dudes are solid as fuck. They, they do a lot. So does Jimmy. Do a lot to support the performance industry. And it's guys like that that make doing this more fun. Because they are a wealth of knowledge and are willing to support all of us and show us that what we need to know in order to make the right decisions in our the things that we spend our money on. Because all that's going to do is turn into good conversation with our friends. Everybody's going to ride the same shit. Hey, man, you got a Thunder Max. Hey, man, you got an HPI pipe. Yeah. You know, same thing. Yep. Yeah, dude. Got the uh, Dynabro, you know, get up. Yeah, everybody's, exactly. Everybody's got the same freaking vest and shoes and <laughs> socks. and It's not hard to find them. I'm just saying, man. We all blend out in a crowd. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, hey. I appreciate you guys for having us on. We're going to get to bro. it. Yeah, thank all right, you. All right, bro. Let's go. Appreciate Y'all be safe. It. Yeah, you, you too, man. Too. We'll be out there with you. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks, you man. too, man. Go for it, man. So, as I was saying yesterday, um, this episode of the podcast is going to be a pretty long one. Um, best thing to do if you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, we, we truly do appreciate your guys' support on this. And um, through this whole race, you know, it's going to be uh, fairly tough to get a few people in. Um, but what we're going to be doing is doing our own little podcast uh, while the race, kind of bring you that atmosphere that we're in. And then as we go on, see if there's a few people that want to hop on here, uh, talk about their business, their brand, uh, whatever the case may be. So I think this is going to be a pretty cool episode all said and done. I know a lot of work's about to be uh, put into it because not only are we doing this, but this is going to be our first time where we're adding video to what we're experiencing, whether that is while we're talking, um, the environment, we're going to try to throw that on YouTube. Uh, We'll publish what our YouTube name is after we get that all said and done, but... It's definitely going to take a little bit on the tech side, so um, for all that's listening, you know, sorry if it's about been about a week or two since we last um, last dropped our episode, but this is the reason why because we're going to be putting some time in this. So, uh, 
that concludes this segment of episode eight. Uh, stay tuned here in a little bit, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.